and the is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the, the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates our ability to... Hello and welcome to the Great Movies Podcast, a show where you watch and discuss the movies covered in Roger Ebert's seminal film essay collection, usually The Great Movies. My name is Dylan Quayer, and today Jana and Nick are both off, but that's okay because I'm joined by two awesome movie fans today. Director, editor, film critic, podcaster, Justin... Oh, I was supposed to ask you how you pronounce your last name. Is it DeClos? Uh, DeClue. DeClue, Yeah, okay. technically it's DeClue. But I don't expect anybody to do the French pronunciation, so just a clue is fine. Three, three years of high school French, and all I could remember is J'aime le croque-monsieur. <laughs> croque-monsieur? Hmm, that's a very French from France saying, I'm Canadian French. <laughs> is, is that really? Do you guys not really have croque-monsieur sandwiches? Oh, we the... still say croque-monsieur, yeah, but that's a, a very fancy opinion. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in to the <laughs> pronunciation podcast. <laughs> yeah, well... Um... Glad to have you here, Justin. Thank also, you. we have a uh, critic, podcaster, YouTuber, blogger, and molder of young minds, Stephen Gillespie. <laughs> Out of context, that sounds um, molder know, of young troubling. minds. <laughs> I prefer the term teacher. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I think molder of young minds is a fun term, but um, I think it, it links more to my ability to indoctrinate. So, therefore, I'll take that. What, what do you teach, by the way, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, um, English literature and language, but I specialize in literature. Wow. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Um, yeah, this is what we talk about, the, the great books. Um, uh, as a very basic person, uh, my favorite book is probably... God, I'm just sounding really boring now. Um, Curve on a Good House 5 or Breakfast of Champions. <sighs> Breakfast of Champions is wicked. That's a great I book. I know. I know. The ending, though. That, that book like changed me in middle school, which is probably like the most obnoxious pretentious thing i could have ever <laughs> but uh it's true i do uh did i sp say your last name gillespie correct or is it gillespie um you said it like everyone does in the world but it is a hard g uh gillespie. Hard so there you go g. welcome to the pronunciation cast where we talk about pronunciation <laughs> that's right <laughs> i like to apologize right at the top and then you know that gives me free reign to say it however yeah, i want to say it that's fair ready for us butchering japanese names for oh calls. god so, for hours we'll be butchering names <laughs> It's not going to be good. I mean, yeah. I know I don't teach English, but my favorite book is definitely Japanese favorite monster, the unauthorized biography of the Big G by Steve Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty sick. Gotta say, it's yeah. not yet on the syllabus, sadly, but I'm no. sure it will be. Yeah. We're fighting for it, of yeah. course. <laughs> Uh, before we start this podcast, I did want to throw a question Stephen's way, especially given the um, topical nature of this. But you're 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 based out of Manchester, correct? Uh, well, as of like a couple of weeks ago, no, but I'm still in the vicinity of. Okay. Um, are, are, but you're from Manchester, correct? Um, let's just say yes, we'll play along. Um, I've lived in Manchester for the last three, four years. Um, okay. But originally from a different part of the country. Oh, okay. You, your letterbox had Manchester labeled on I know. it. And I was curious I if you were Manchester Blue or Manchester Red. Um, see, this is again where I'm just going to keep disappointing everyone's listening. I really don't, don't care about football at all. Um, wait, 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 wait. You're English. I know, <laughs> I know. Sorry, soccer, sorry. Um, no, no, no. I, I mean, football's the correct term, but like, I don't no, know. No, I know. <laughs> I have a big reveal to do on this podcast, too. As oh a Canadian, gosh. can't skate. Oh, my God. I was going to throw a hockey question your way. 
Shall I just nope. take on a persona of just like, yeah, footballs? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Ma- Man City. Yeah, just big. Listen, fans, we're here to talk about Godzilla. I'm not surprised that uh, we're not sports fans here. So. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm a huge sports fan, but uh, like that that makes sense. All right, the Venn diagram of Godzilla fans and sports fans is being completed. <laughs> well, it, you know what? I would say maybe it is very, um, you know, crossing over with it with themselves because you know it's like sporting matches. All these really movies is. are boxing matches in some way. I, I think like WWE is like the best comparison you could make for like a a Godzilla movie, especially mm-hmm. like the versus movies. If there were more rubber suits in that, I'd be much more interested. <laughs> oh, that'd be it. amazing. If WWE okay. is like, listen, we're going to get them in rubber suits now <laughs> when they wrestle. <laughs> they can turn into monsters, like bestiality. Oh, bestiality. Uh, what is it whoa. in Mortal Kombat 2? <laughs> it's like, okay, can I leave this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. That is not the word that I was looking for. What is uh, it? Do, do you mean animality? That's what I'm Mortal looking Kombat for. Now? Animality. Yes, you got it right. Welcome to the Mortal Kombat cast. We talk Mortal Kombat. That's right. <laughs> Well, um, I think a, they do wear rubber suits. It's just technically a, a, a different rubber suit than the ones we are used to and more fond of. I'm uh, just learning so much. <laughs> that's what we do here on the podcast. We learn a lot about things. Um, before we really dive into like the actual King Kong versus Godzilla thing, the main reason why we're here, um, I can take it that you guys are pretty big Godzilla fans. Specifically because of your letterbox profiles, that was like the main reason I thought, like, oh, these two people that are like I really like on Letterbox have an invasion of Astro Monster Criterion cover as one, and that's Steven. <laughs> and then Justin just deciding to go all out with a uh, Minya with oh. like Microsoft Word drawn on glasses. And I'm very curious why you made that your profile picture. Uh number one, because that's how I look. You know, I look in the mirror, that's what I see back. <laughs> Number two, I love uh, Minya or Manila. I love the English dub on Godzilla's Revenge, where he's like, Duh, what's going on? Oh no, Godzilla's going to be real angry at me. I think that he is uh, one of the most hated um, elements of the Godzilla franchise, but I love him so much. So that's why I made him my profile picture. And I love that dumb look on his face. It's not as prominent when I drew glasses on him, but like without the, he's like, ooh, and I just love that face. <laughs> Steven, what are your thoughts on Manila or Minya, or however you want to I'm, pronounce his name? I'm just so glad I'm in a safe space where I can say I think that Minya absolutely rules, and I have had some yes. back from certain oh, people who yes. just think that Minya is the worst. Uh, Minya is great, and everything about Minya is great. And people, I mean, Jack Davenport of Letterboxd, you'll listen to this. You think that Minya is ugly? You are wrong. Uh, Minya is seriously though. one of the best things. I mean, why do people hate Minya? He's just like the dumb little brother. He's just tons of fun. And his film, Godzilla's Revenge, uh, aka, I think it's All Out Monster Attack, it's a clip show. Who doesn't love a clip show? You get <laughs> okay. to see all the all best mon- parts from the other movies. All Monsters Attack is dreadful. So oh, I'm yeah, I agree with fun. Steven here. The movie nope, itself nope. is pretty bad english dub love it all about uh post-war japan society latchkey kids having to <laughs> dream up a fantasy a world bully. yeah the movie is about how you should be a better bully is the one exactly that's right the the bullies the other kid like, knocking and... over a painter's ladder and just being like yeah ah. yeah not that's even uh, like bullying your bullies just bullying someone else it's to a, um cool. be dominant in the situation with the other kids to be fair that does kind of fit in with the godzilla over but um, I mean, Godzilla does complain in um, Mothra versus Godzilla that he is bullied by humans. So therefore, you know, there's there is a through line there. Yeah, 
Um, I do think this is maybe the first time there's ever been a Godzilla podcast where three hosts agree that Minya is a good thing in the universe. Even if I'm not an All Monsters Out like attack fan, Son of Godzilla mm. is one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Son of the Set of Rules. It's a really good movie. Really good movie. Like that ending makes me cry every time. It's like Godzilla's a Kiru almost. Have you seen uh, the snow globe <laughs> that you could get that has that little, two little figurines? What with the snow falling, Minya and Godzilla <laughs> hugging each other? Yeah, what? which is the final shot of Son of Godzilla. Oh my god! Beautiful. Son of Godzilla, snow globe. It's such a great shot. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god! Are they dead? It's so What's going cute. on? It's so sad. That whole movie, you're just like, stop bullying your son, but then it ends with like a connection, and oh my god, gets me every also, time. Also, I mean, to talk about Minya as well, I'm sure that you two have seen this, but um, the fan short um, coming out. Oh yeah, I love that short. The little stop which is just fabulous. Yeah. I mm. haven't seen this. Oh, it's like two minutes long. It's re- I, I don't want to say what is in it because it's 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 a really uplifting reveal. And it's a really important little short film, um, but it's absolutely lovely. So if you're listening to this and have not watched that, the fan-made short film coming out starring Minya and Goji is just absolutely beautiful. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. definitely going to have to You can't say Godzilla. Toho would be on our asses <laughs> if we put that in the shorts. <laughs> You'll know that I've never said Godzilla. No, I don't. Which is actually true because like the book I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like they had to remove any like photos of Godzilla from any of the movies. Godzilla does not appear on the cover. It's like a Shiro Honda or something that's supposed to look like a Shiro Honda because Toho is very litigious when it comes to that kind of stuff. I like to think they just Photoshop Gamera into all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Imagine when- that uh, this is Godzilla, even though it's Gamera, who uh, just as cool, just as many great movies... Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well okay. Just, the, the Showa Gammers are spotty at best, but those Heisei Gamera movies are awesome. Mm, yeah, we'll talk about those later when we talk about um, one of my favorite Godzilla movies because it's very telling that they got the guy in that made the good Gamera movies to make oh, a good Godzilla yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Um, uh, I can never get the title right. It's like GMK or something. Godzilla, Godzilla Mothra, King, King Ghidorah, Ghidorah, King Ghidorah, Ghidorah Giant Monsters, Monsters All Out Attack. All Out Attack. <laughs> what a name for a movie. Steven! <laughs> yes. Oh. We did it. It's what a name. It's mm. and what a movie. It's really is ridiculously good. It's quite possibly the best Godzilla movie ever made, even including the original. I have it as number two mm, on my rank. I don't know about that. I got a little movie here called Godzilla Final Wars. That's uh, oh, a okay. that is very low on my list. That movie sucks. I agree. Whoa! I agree. Oh, Something I was going to bring up is my main detraction from the fandom is the two like everyone gets together movies i am not a fan of i'm not a fan oh, of destroy all uh, i am such a fan Aww. of godzilla final wars not only did i play it on my birthday but we had to get the permission <laughs> of the director yue kitamura to do it and he recorded a 20 minute intro for that screening oh my god okay I mean, that's, that's very cool. very cool I, that that would be the one reason i'd ever rewatch godzilla oh, final so wars good. godzilla final wars is uh i can't get into this this, <laughs> we should, this is we how this is how I describe both Final Wars and Destroy All Monsters, is it's really fun to go watch clips of the movies on YouTube, but to sit down and watch the movie is not very enjoyable. I would say oh, no, I'm not a fan Destroy of Destroy All Monsters. All Monsters. I think that film is fairly dull. I, I, I mean, again, I'm leaving this spot. No, uh, Destroy All <laughs> Monsters rules. I, I love this. I love. It. We're on two different sides of this ideological divide with Minya in the center. center <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, the majority of us not liking either Final Wars or Destroy All Monsters, and then all of us like, you know what? Minya needs some love. Minya's you one know of the what? best oh, parts yeah, of Final right, Wars, I, though. I was going to say, I'll probably mm. agree with every other opinion that you have, but, you know, I disagree with Destroy All Monsters. Anyway, people listening to this, unless you're Godzilla obsessive, they may be like, what's going on? What are they talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> like, oh, they keep talking about Godzilla in this Godzilla podcast. What's going on? 
I, I mean, I can't imagine if like Nick and Jana, my my podcast co-hosts who listen to this, are just going to be like, what the heck is going on? I know, I don't think Jana's ever seen a Godzilla or a King Kong movie. And I know, I say that every time she brings it up. <laughs> and then Nick owns the Criterion set, which is really awesome. Nice. Criterion, I will pay, I will take money if you want me to like uh promote your godzilla oh, we, we will all box. take money from criterion to promote this stuff. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's beautiful i have one complaint with it it's almost impossible to get the discs out of the box so criterion if you're listening if you could uh, uh tell me a better way to get the discs out of the box that'd be really nice i have another complaint about that uh, criterion set the transfers are not very good because they could not do new ones they could only mm. use the old ones that toho gave them and some of them yep. are framed incorrectly so with yep. every cut you see like the uh, bottom of the film frame pop up on screen. <laughs> it happens. And also, we're going to talk a lot about this with the King Kong one, is yeah. sometimes they didn't get the original cuts to distribute. But that's uh, more but, of a Toho thing as well. So. Yeah, that's a Toho thing. But then, but then just... the actual one is on the last disc, so it is there, it's just hidden. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. It's on there. It's oh. on the bonus disc, because I watched it off that. So um, I should I note, though, that like well. Toho is so odd when it comes to this kind of stuff that when we wanted to screen Godzilla Final Wars, they were like, oh, we don't want to do it. Fine, you can do it. You have to screen it on a, a beta cam tape. We will give you. It does not have subtitles, so you have to live uh, project the subtitles onto it oh while my it plays. God. We're like, this is crazy. We are not going to do this. Which is why we... it was a matter of taste. They just heard you wanted that movie, and they were like, yeah. this guy is not a serious Godzilla <laughs> fan. No, we don't actually. want. We don't want to let him have no. it. Talking about final. Okay, I keep going back to Final Wars, but like talking about Final oh. Wars and Toho's litigiousness. How great was it that they? Uh, took the 98 Godzilla, renamed the Godzilla, and had it killed off <laughs> What, the 98 Godzilla? Into... I thought it was a fully original creation called <laughs> Zilla. Zilla. That appeared Zilla, that's right, that's yeah. right. But they, they do that in GMK, though, as well. They do they, they, they make a reference at the beginning of GMK to, some people say that Godzilla attacked America a few years ago, but we deny that. And I'm like, that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the way to do that joke. That is yeah, the that's, good a, that's a good way to do the joke, joke, too. Um... Wow. So my first question to you guys was going to be like, where did we, where did you guys start with your Godzilla fandoms, and and what made you love fall in love with the series? But I think most people that listen to the first fifteen minutes of this podcast are just going to be like, okay, get it. <laughs> <laughs> but listen seriously, like nerds, nerds. <laughs> I was going to ask you, why did you decide to pick um, King Kong versus Godzilla? I mean, for just a whole episode, I guess to piggyback on the release of Godzilla vs. King Kong? Well, it, it, it's it's topical, and we don't usually get to do topical things, so... Yeah. You're, like, flipping through the great movie book, being like, oh, God, it's got to be a Godzilla picture in here. I mean, you're like, King Kong is definitely in one of those, right? Like, like, I'm in K, King I'm in K, King Kong, King Kong yeah. is there, King Kong... Wait, what? King Kong lives? Even put this in there? The one where they need God, a no. King Kong heart transplant? Wait, the Peter Jackson King Kong? Oh, <laughs> I did not like that version, but, um... What about what about King Kong Escapes? Oh, uh, I like King Kong Escapes. I that's love a dope movie. The Toho like drunken Kong face. Oh my um, god! That he's like the years have not been kind to him. <laughs> he's like very weathered. He's drinking that berry wine, and in King Kong uh, Escapes, that one is particularly goofy because I believe it was produced by Hanna Barbera, wasn't it? Or one what? of those companies? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is why when there was a King Kong cartoon, they used a lot of the iconography from King Kong Escapes. Oh, and also, King Kong Escapes is the only appearance of my good friend, Mecha Kong. I do, I do love Mecha Kong. That's the main yeah. reason I like King Kong Escapes. But we will be talking about Mecha King Kongs as well. Although, 
going back to your question to me, Justin, uh, topical is is a bit of a stretch because this movie came out a month and a half ago. Mm. So can't yeah. really piggyback off any like SEO search engine uh, people still when Godzilla kind of the only Kong movie though. It's it still pretty much the only movie that is out. It kind of is. It kind of is. Um, did really yeah, good box I was box looking office. and I'm like, there's a new Guy Ritchie movie out? I can't see this. There's no theaters open around me. Wait, what's the new Guy Ritchie movie? Uh, Wrath of something. It's oh, yeah, Jason the Jason Statham, Statham movie. Yeah. That's right. That's a Guy Ritchie movie? Yep. Oh, God. Listen, he's got bills to pay. But He does have bills to pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guy, Guy Ritchie isn't my favorite, though. But no, uh, no. But you know who Thank is our you. favorite? King Kong and Thank Godzilla. Love there him. we go, there we go. Um, but anyway, I, I do want to ask you. I'll, I'll start with Steven then. Um, what what got you into the series, and, and why, why did you fall in love with it so hard that you have watched all the movies and made it your letterbox profile? Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually quite a late convert. I was like one of those people that had watched Godzilla. I mean, God knows when at some point because it's just a move that you watch. Um, mm-hmm. And I watched um, Shin Gojira um, close to when it came out, and I watched the American reboots at the cinema. And I don't know. It it, it took going to Japan actually um, uh. and seeing so much Godzilla iconography and just being like, you know what? I feel I'd love Godzilla um, and just going to the statue uh, outside the Toho place in. Um, in Tokyo, um, which is a really cool Shin Godzilla statue. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was the Criterion release was just like got these back on my radar. And uh, my good friend Diego um, and again, Jack, who have been listening, just had watched those movies and they seemed so interesting. So I just made it a project this year to watch all Godzilla, all Gamera and all of the Mothra movies, which are terrible. Um, <laughs> hey, and... I like the Mothra trilogy. <laughs> I, I... One of them is okay. I mean, one of them has a first-person view of, like, a Furby peeing on you, which should not be in any movie ever. So. Yes. It, mm-hmm. And just know he just said he liked that. So there you go. If that's all you need to know for this podcast. <laughs> that is your co-host, Dylan Hoyer. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, just, I don't know. They, they just have this just, like, strange kind of, like, evolving energy and just, like, the different ways they reflect culture and the ways that they keep rebooting themselves i find them culturally fascinating yeah. and they're just quirky and strange yet are this kind of like big like cultural megalith that everyone knows about but then when you look into them like this is nothing like what people think that they are about so i don't know the strangeness of them really appeals to me i remember when the 2014 one came out and everyone was like wait godzilla's supposed to be a good guy and i was yeah, like yeah i was one of those people half the time he's a good guy if not more <laughs> and i mean good could be a little subjective but um yeah I mean, you're different types of godzilla isn't there there's the, the more stewardship kind there's the more kind of like ambivalent kind and then there is the occasionally like straight out animosity kind which i'm not really as big a fan of i feel like in some films they make him more of a villainous presence as opposed to like an ambivalent force of nature mm. and um that in the godzilla for me i think the um the first reboot return of godzilla leans into that real hard of just like godzilla like targeting humans there's a bit in um the movie we're going to talk about today, um, King Kong versus, where King Kong picks up a train of civilians, and that's like a King Kong thing to do. There's a point in Return of Godzilla where Godzilla does that, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a thing that Godzilla would do. That's a very, like, targeting the humans as opposed to the humans just being there. So, are you not a fan of Return of Godzilla? I am not. I wrote a long Come piece on, on Letterboxd. Um, I, it, it, this is, people get annoyed with this podcast. I have, like, political kind of, like, compunctions against that film and a weird, like, imperialist hmm. conservative spend that it takes. But I'm just like, mm, Wait, don't like this. are you trying to tell me that you don't love Dr. Pepper, which the American version <laughs> advertises at length? Oh, 
I mean, I don't like the American version. I like Godzilla 1985. That one is a that, worse version of the movie. They really cut the hell out of uh, it. It's, I love that mm. speech that they give. It's like, there's a little bit of Godzilla in all of us. <laughs> it better be a little bit. He's quite large. <laughs> the one fun thing about the Godzilla 1985 is it brings back... Um, what's the actor's name? It's, I think it's like... Uh, Raymond Burr. Oh, Raymond yeah, Burr. Steve Martin. Oh, Jesus he plays Christ, Steve no. Martin, which, yeah. which is such a weird thing to call a character in a Godzilla movie, but... I mean, I don't think they did that on purpose, but Steve no, Martin. that's what he was originally yeah. called in the American dub. Uh, yeah. The yeah. First one. Yeah. So uh, it, it definitely came pre Steve Martin, the Steve Martin we all know. And yes. Love. But <laughs> maybe uh, he's just a big fan of Godzilla King of the Monsters. You know, he just yeah, that's it. why a Steve Martin, uh, his father called him that was because he loves, like, <laughs> I love Raymond Burr and that original Godzilla film. I, I haven't seen the original Japanese one because it's not available when Steve Martin is born. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, like, uh, I don't think either of the cuts are good, but I think it's fun to see Raymond Burr come back for the Godzilla movie. Oh, like, yeah. On it the doors of death. Poor Raymond Burr. Yeah. He's a cinematic criminal. They ruined one of the best films ever made, so no. <laughs> um, so, uh, Justin, how did, how did you get started with the series then? So, uh, as a kid, like, Godzilla was pretty much everywhere in the 90s. I remember being very excited for the Roland Emmerich version, not having really seen or grown up on any Godzilla films as a kid. And I recall a friend lending me a copy of King Kong vs. Godzilla, me being so excited, watching it and being like, this is boring. But the idea of Godzilla lives on. The idea of, like, a giant monster crushing things. I like that, even though, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s, I didn't really have an affinity for the Godzilla films themselves. I had the universal opinion of, like, oh, they're very samey. It's, like, the same stuff over and over again. But it was probably Godzilla Final Wars when I finally saw it because I was a fan of its director, Yuichi Demura, who did Verse and a bunch mm. of other movies like that and I like that and then around that time I believe that a bunch of Godzilla box sets were coming out um, mm, there's okay. like the ones with the silver spine that are long out of print now and I remember getting into that and really enjoying it watching the original seeing the value in that uh, Godzilla vs. a Smog Monster is another one I really love and is a good entryway uh, because it's so weird or I Godzilla vs. that Adore. movie yeah, it's it's a good. I think I'm a little bit lower on it than you are because the tones are a little too wildly changing. Ooh, but love it, it love it it's, so much. It's, mm. it's pretty good. It's it's definitely one of the better Godzilla. Movies. I love Godzilla like ripping away at like the monster at the end, just like ripping chunks of him off. <laughs> and who can not love that amazing uh, "Save the Earth" theme song? Save oh my the God. Earth. <laughs> Come raise your voice. That that uh, that and it's just really... horrifying too. Like it's uh, feels like a kids' film, but then it's very dark. People are being melted, and their skeletons are appearing. Sometimes we turn into animated skeletons as well. Okay, those animated sequences in Hitler are just 
some of the most drugged out things I've ever seen. And it makes sense because most people in the movie are about as drugged out as I've ever seen a human being, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that Godzilla versus uh, Hedorah is, or Hedera is a thing that, like, I wish more Godzilla films were that weird, but Toho is very specific in how they made them. And I would argue that a lot of them are different from each other, even though they may seem the same. You're like, wait, there's like four Godzilla versus Mechagodzillas? <laughs> What's the difference from them? And like well, the third one is a sequel to the first one, so that's why it has oh. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2 in the title. <laughs> well, no, it's because the I believe the suit is the Mechagodzilla 2 suit. Right, but I believe, isn't it a direct sequel to the first Mechagodzilla film and they ignore terror from Mechagodzilla? Yeah, that's right. In the Hesei ones, they also, like, have a Mechagodzilla that you can power through humans, because originally it was yeah, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> like, a continuity yeah. is not a big uh, plus on the Godzilla forefront. And like, so I've always liked the character, and uh, when we did an episode of my podcast for the uh, 200s episode, I decided to just watch them all in one go in chronological order. And I, it was delightful going through all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch him with anyone else or was it just you? No, just about- me by myself. Yeah, nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was in college, I got my roommate um, to watch through the entire Showa series with me. And... Uh, then we left for um, the college for, like, it was either the winter or the summer. When he got back, he was like, I'm good. <laughs> no more Godzilla for him. <laughs> I thought you meant um, of your friendship. Just be like, yeah, no. We yeah, oh, no like, again. Yeah. I've had enough of our meetings, of watching these <laughs> yeah. movies. I'm going to go on with my life now. To be fair, we also, uh, along with uh, my girlfriend at the time and her uh, roommate, we binged through all the Ghibli movies in order as well that year mm. that was probably better for us yeah it's a bold thing to say on a godzilla podcast i'm just yeah. saying yeah. how dare you <laughs> well uh, i mean when, when you get to some of the show movies like godzilla versus gigan and they're like talking oh. to each other and they look like they're in like a little carousel and they're like spinning above the little uh what is it like an amusement park it's just yeah, like what- i'm done <laughs> But that's oh. why I discovered these films. Half these films I really don't like at all. And I'm going to like, sound very negative about quite a lot of them on here. Of like The actual movies are very different from my just like overall appreciation for the franchise in a way that's quite hard to articulate. I just love the idea, the weirdness. And as what you were saying, like this ever-bending, molding continuity. That's just like this, this franchise that is so huge, but they never know what to do with. And they keep breaking, <laughs> they keep rebooting, and they keep just like killing it in the most bizarre ways. I mean, the guy that they banned from making Godzilla movies is the reason we have the American reboots. So it's it's utterly bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we should point out that his name are on the American reboots, but he mm. passed away. <laughs> but they're just I know. His name yeah. Still on there. Well, they dedicated the last one to him. Didn't sorry mm-hmm. the. Um, um, King the Monsters to him because he was I've, he wasn't he a big part of like the because he was the surviving Godzilla director so he had some degree of like rights so he, he sold got them. the rights back because I believe yeah. he was planning an IMAX film that was going to feature cool. Godzilla oh, I presume fun. it was some tontine where it's just like the last surviving Godzilla director just gets the keys yeah. <laughs> talking about like the continuity how crazy is the Millennium series if you watch it going into it not knowing how that continuity is going to well, go well you just need to know that the Millennium series basically every movie is a sequel to the original godzilla that ignores everything that came yeah before, including they the rebooting before, it until they get to godzilla against mecha godzilla which is a reboot and then it's yeah. like oh let's just do a direct sequel that is exactly in the continuity of the one before it and then they kill that continuity and go back yes. to non-continuity in final wars 
Well, the Godzilla uh, Millennium series was famously not very financially successful for Toho. No. I mean, you can see why. They are confusing yeah. movies. I like a lot of them a lot, but they are all over the place. And they're throwing in CGI in there to try to make them look more modern, and the CGI looks yeah. like ass. And well, I would, say the, I would say the advantage of the Millennium ones is they did realize that, like, people like it when the rubber monster suits bash up against each other, yes. which is yes. kind of an issue of the 90s one, is that a lot of them, there was an edict that's like, they're just going to stand there and shoot energy yeah. blasts at each other. It, it, it kind of is the Beam series, the, yeah, the, the Heisei series. one is this. <laughs> but um, I do, I think the Heisei series is probably overall my favorite. I think it has the highest highs. Like if you go on, on a movie-by-movie basis, I think the the really good one, I think like Showa will always have the charm of being just utterly ridiculous. But there are just some high sci movies that are just that get very thematic and emotional in a way that I don't think arrived apart from the original. Like Destroyer is very much the one that is just Destroyer is so dope. It's it's just it's it is a beautiful movie that is like ridiculously sad at the end and it feels actually earned from a goddamn Godzilla movie and it's just really hardcore as well. It looks beautiful. It is just the biggest baddest Godzilla movie that has a thematic heft to it. Just like man, this is what Godzilla should have been. Yeah, and sort of the build-up of, like, what Destroyer is going to look like, because, like, it starts mm. off as, like, little aliens, and, like, it sort of, like, builds up and builds up, and then finally, when you get the, the big Destroyer reveal, and there's, like, lightning going on oh. around him, and just like, yeah, this is what I wanted. <laughs> mm. For for me, though, Biolante is the best. Yes! Uh, like, how is that? That movie is so dumb. That movie is ridiculously dumb ah, but very emotional I'm disagree with you guys i'm not a I... big fan of godzilla vs violante oh the movie is amazing i wrote i wrote a ridiculously long piece on godzilla vs violante i, I like... did i did read your your piece on it... violante <laughs> I just, I just, I just loved it so much because yes. it's a film that just almost works completely, and it kind of just like completely, kind of like ditches I, it at the end. It doesn't quite come together, but the movie it almost is. It's, it's, it's almost the best Godzilla movie, and then it's just like, eh, maybe not. I, 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 I dig the ending, but I was basically just like feeling like I wanted to subtweet like every single point you were bringing up on on Biolante because it, it really is. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster for me, and it's the one that reminds me the most of um my all time favorite kaiju movie, which is Gamera Three: The Revenge of Iris. Oh, that's a good movie. When you said Gamera Three, I thought you meant the Showa One. And I was like, Ooh, that's oh, strange choice. <laughs> that, no, that that the Gamera Three and the Showa One is uh, the Joust One, and that one's okay. Yeah. That one's okay as far as the Gamera Showas go. I mean, it's the one before the best Gamera, so you know. Wait, what? The best Gamera <laughs> is Berugon, the second one. Oh, I have strange opinions on Gamera and uh, versus Guiron is just the most ridiculous movie that's ever been made. It, it uh, really is. I think that you guys are all wrong. The best Gamera movie is definitely Gamera the Brave, where Gamera's kids <laughs> and he hangs out with kids again. That that that. that, that... I'm sensing a theme in your like like of Godzilla here. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen Gamma the Brave. So. Oh, it's, it is it is okay. It yeah, is better than you think it would be. If I ranked all the Gamma movies, it'd probably just be in the top half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm well, not yeah, a Gamma expert a by any stretch of the imagination because, like my original belief of Godzilla, the Gamma films do blur together as you watch them. Oh, they really do. Yeah, they really, and especially really considering do. they're mostly made up of stock footage from the previous. Yes, <laughs> it's so great. But that's why I love the fourth one so much. Is because I don't like oh two and three God. very much, but I like the footage out of context. In the whoa, new whoa, context, whoa, 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 I'm whoa. like, this is really fun. So you're saying Godzilla's revenge is bad because it's made up I of stock footage? That. But then Godzilla, yeah. but Gamera Four is okay. The oh, things dear. that happen in Gamera Four are ridiculous, though. You would not believe the things that happen what, in that don't movie. Don't you love the? I don't remember the monster's name in Godzilla's Revenge. A star is like a car st- uh, that sounds like a car it, starting. I like, think Rrr. you you not remembering is enough. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a. It's 
for one, if if you've never seen All Monsters Attack slash Godzilla's Revenge, um, I would really recommend to look up what the monster looks like in oh, that movie. He looks so <laughs> terrible. He's never come back. I mean, really? even when they got the whole, literally the whole game back together for Final Wars, mm. that one was uh, mysteriously not showing no, up anywhere. I think they're pretty ashamed of that one and like how much of a cash grab it was. Yeah. Oh, what is it called? Gabra. That's Gabra. Right. That's right. Oh no, it's Gabra. <laughs> it looks like a mutant cat come yes, to life. That somebody grabbed its head and stretched out its neck. Oh, it's I I don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie. I'm sorry. Oh, I never said it was a good movie. I said it was <laughs> I mean, an yeah. excellent experience at the yeah, Flickr shows. Also, Gamera versus Guiron, not really a good movie, but also utterly joyous. I would be very interested to see Gamera versus Guiron, as you just said. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, mm. the two titans that everybody's been waiting to fight together. <laughs> forgotten characters of Kaiju franchise finally battling. And possibly forgotten for good reasons, but mm. that's besides the point. Um... So I, I, I'm going to transition now into sort of the, the main topic for tonight, which is the King Kong versus Godzilla movies. Um, I do want to start off by kind of asking you, and I, th- I think Steven has a public ranking, and so he can give a more specific answer if he wants, but generally, where would these movies, both of the, the King Kong versus Godzilla and Godzilla versus Kong, because those are two separate titles for two separate movies, because that's how the series works. Um, where would they, in general, fit into like the entire Godzilla rankings for you guys? Mm. since i've got this to hand i'll just start off so out of my list of 47 films this is gonna be ridiculously specific i would exactly rate um the new one comes in at number 21 um and the previous so king kong versus godzilla the japanese version is at 18 and i have the americanized version at 30 okay so i don't have the american cuts in mind but i can say out of like the 30 Six, which includes the entire series plus the absolutely terrible anime trilogy that came out oh, recently. Oh god. I I didn't even enjoy those. They are the worst movies besides All Monsters Attack, in my opinion. I think they are worse. Um well the last one is the the third one of that anime trilogy is the worst thing Godzilla has ever been involved in, including the Emmerich movie. Those are tough words. But I, I dare you to watch that movie again and disagree with me. Like the I, Emmerich I, I, movie's really bad. Like really bad. I know oh I know. Like they are no, they yeah. are the bottom two. I'm not trying to convince you. <laughs> I mean, do, do do you guys remember uh John Renault being just the Frenchiest Frenchman to ever French in the Emmerich <sighs> Can't movie? I get a cup of coffee. <laughs> he's the best bit about that movie. He's bringing some show energy to it when he's just like we're like, what is coffee? And I'm like, this is great. And then Matthew Broderick is just the dullest human being in that movie mm. ever. Besides maybe Aaron Taylor Johnson in the Godzilla 2014 oh, yeah. movie. At least that movie is pretty. That movie is very pretty and the action looks very good. And they have three awesome main characters with Brian Cranston and... Uh, Juliette Binoche is in it for like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, and Juliette Binoche is in it. And also um, they got... What's what's the British lady that, that fucked, fucked the squid monster? In, a, in that Oscar award winning movie. Uh, are you talking about Possession? <laughs> oh, we can, we can I talk just, about I saw possession, possession last week, man. Oh, if you want oh, to listen yeah, to a you're podcast not talking about, about Isabella Johnny, you're talking about no. uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, Sally Hawkins. That's right. <laughs> That's not I, a good monster. That's a gill man. <laughs> and, and Ken Watanabe. They had three 
and if you include Julian Binoche, four great actors with mm. interesting roles, and they leave them all behind for Aaron Taylor Johnson scowling. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that movie would literally be in my top 10 probably if it just got rid of the Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah. and focused on the other characters. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's a film I only saw in the cinema, so my ranking of it's quite sketchy because it's just like, I remember this being kind of good, but yeah, he was just the dullest, like most jingoistic nonsense. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the monsters that uh, Godzilla fights are really boring as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they were the really muto- just being like... Mutos or whatever they're called. Mutos. Yeah. yeah. Like, they were just kind of like, how can we do Cloverfield without calling it Cloverfield? Because they look exactly like Cloverfield. Does anybody Which like is the way they've the done Cloverfield three times. monsters look? Like, do you have toys of those on your desk? I mean, some people have said they do, and I'm like, that okay. That is uh, the best description for why the Mutos don't work, is because they're not inherently, like, Toyness, toyetic to yeah. is the word. <laughs> oh, that's is that really a word or did that you is just a make word that... that like TV shows use when oh, you're designing okay. like kids cartoons? It's like, are these characters toyetic? Can we sell toys of them? Oh, I don't like that. I, I mean, like the... it, it as a concept, no, I don't like that. But as far as a giant monster movie goes, I think the monsters need to have some sort of like a toyetic quality, as, as Justin said to them. Because but then you've got Hedera and you've got Biolante, who you are not getting a toy of. Oh, you're, I definitely have a toy of Biolante. <laughs> yeah, the, and Hedera. They're, 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 they're not like the most specifically, oh, God, I'm going to use the word, like toyetic designs. Though. I don't feel like they were designed with, I mean, no. like Biolante okay. was designed by a dentist. <laughs> yes, but it's awesome. Okay, this is the thing. Hey, no, I agree. It's awesome. The, is there's? I mean, I, Biolante I, was designed because they're like, hey, what's on your shelf? Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> this will work. <laughs> Little Shop. Little yeah. Shop of Horrors. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> it's a top 100 film all time for me right now. So He means the Roger Corman version. Oh, yeah. Jack Nicholson and the dentist. Beautiful. <laughs> mm, okay. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know how much you guys follow, like, flag design rules, but, like, the oh, idea. Very, very, very religiously. No, I'm really big into that. Same here. So, like, the main idea with flag design is if, if you show mm-hmm. a flag to, like, a first grader, you should be able to put a piece of paper down in front of them and it, they should at least generally be able to sketch out how it looks and what the colors are. And well, I mean, that, it, that's a monster rule as well, which is like universal monsters work so well because you can draw the yeah. shadow very easily. Exactly. And so even with like Biolante, I could, I feel like I could get the body, yeah, the true. mouth, the big teeth and the little squiggly like bitey arm things. Mm-hmm. The Mudos, I'm like, I don't even really know where I would start with how to draw a Mudo. I they mean, just seem I like think... video game enemies. They just seem like the thing that you kill 12 times to like collect its power. <laughs> exactly. It's just, and uh... it's like, we only have so many polygons to build them. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what they're going to look like. I think it's also like, that Godzilla movie is definitely a uh, reaction that Toho went through again and again and again, which is like, this is too jokey. How do we treat it seriously? Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you get the problem of like, but this is not why we like these movies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's, like, inherently the biggest problem with, like, superhero movies the past 10, 15 years is... Apart from conservatism, but yes. What do you mean? I'm already <laughs> joining the army because my favorites are doing it in the Marvel movies. Yes, I mean, I that's... I, could be Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay, fascist subjects aside, I agree with you. Yeah, but, like... <sighs> I, I, as much as I do really like like Nolan's Dark Knight, like the really awesome movies, like I do really miss like the '60s Batman sort of thing as well. It just I want the variation at least. They get they get too samey if they were like we need to be dark and brooding like every other one. I was in a bar last night and 
you were in a bar. Way to rub it in my face. (laughs) I was sitting in a mostly outside place. Uh, I have my vaccine, so that's uh, that's another positive. Way to to, to rub that in my face. (laughs) Wait, isn't the UK doing pretty good though? Um, yeah, for for older people, as, oh, as okay. a sprite, as a sprightly young man. Um, yeah, same. This is this is one time pre-hypertension and high blood pressure in my sense came up as a positive <laughs> like, thing. Yes, because I got the Whoa. vaccine like two months ago. Wow. I, I, I hate to drive like little politics into this, but you'd think me being in a school with one thousand six hundred people a day would really kind of make me. Yeah, you would think that the teachers no. would be priorities, but uh, nope. Yeah, but, my no. mom, my mom is a teacher, and I got the vaccine before her, and I have no idea why. <laughs> you pushed her out of the way. You literally turned that up vaccine. with her. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was, I was at a bar last night and X-Men Apocalypse was on the television and I was like, I'm in, I'm just in pure pain. This was so bad. Yeah. I've never seen X-Men Apocalypse because it's directed by a very bad man. And those X-Men films have a kind of Godzilla problem, which is like, ah, we're cooler than the comics. And it's like, are you? I don't think (laughs) the first two had that problem. Mm. Yeah. And I I I do like the first two separated from the child molester that directed them yeah well, i mean listen like... if if wolverine's not in his brown costume <laughs> i'm not interested that's but true the dialogue around this is like where godzilla comes an issue when because like when you say first two i'm like which first two do you mean there are so many first twos at this point <laughs> been like yeah same with the godzilla be like number one number two like the reboots of these franchises get so confusing i do you think, think i people ha- are understand confused, like nerds like us if we say the first godzilla i bet there are some people mm. I don't know. I think people that are huge fans like us will know we're talking about Kojira and not the one with Aaron Taylor Johnson. I mm. hope so. But you never know. I mean, only one of them is in a Guy Madden movie, so that's the, that's the Godzilla for me. <laughs> yeah. Only okay. one of them has been re-edited by Luigi <laughs> Cozzi in Italy and released as Kozilla in color. So he put real war atrocity footage in it, which, ooh, I am not a fan of that. Oh, God. Um, I, I just realized I still have to switch over and uh, say where I would rank King Kong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think these are fairly entertaining distractions. Um, so I, I hope they are. I, I had um, Godzilla versus Kong at 19 out of 36, which yeah. feels a little high. I might move that down. And King Kong versus Godzilla at 24, which feels maybe a little low, but... I don't know. But I don't know. There's, there's one card. The problem with this movie, I'm going to get to in a second. There's one card you can play for straight away putting it so far down on the list, which is the unbelievably Blackface. large amount of racism in this movie. Um, so I'm just like, there is so much stuff in this film that I want to love. And the, the, the first act of it, I think, is just so eclectically fun and silly and self-aware. Yeah. In and like the new one isn't. as well in the Japanese Yeah. Movie. It's it. It's so smart, and we'll get into it properly, that like reflecting of what's happening in this still nascent franchise, and then it brings in the King Kong stuff. I'm not like a huge King Kong fan because of Same here. what that originally represents, and it's deeply uncomfortable. Um, but as soon as they get to that island, and it's just like, oh, this is terrible and reprehensible, and, and they keep bringing it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'll agree with you on the King Kong point. I've never been a huge King Kong fan. Justin, are you much of a King Kong fan? Not really. I mean, like I said, I like Drunken Kong. I like that. That sounds great. Kong, uh, great stop motion. But I'm not mm. like someone like doodling Kong in my notebooks or anything like that, or mm. dreaming of like can't wait for the next King Kong movie to come out. <laughs> Why would I want a monkey when I got Godzilla? He's way more badass than King Kong. 
Okay, I agree. So, so I was also going to ask you guys like who you would come into these movies rooting for, and um, I'm assuming Godzilla over Kong, right? Oh, Godzilla, no contest, especially if you. You know, uh, you know, like when Godzilla uh, or King Kong versus Godzilla, I always get them wrong. Uh, a kid on a playground is like, oh, Godzilla represents Japan and King Kong represents America. It's like, all right, well, I want Godzilla to just rip off the head of King Kong then, please. Thank you. <laughs> truly, truly. And yeah, well, it's, I, mean, I am in America. On the playground, his, 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 American, his friend on the playground should be like, well, King Kong represents uh, racist iconography and Godzilla is our nuclear guilt. So, you know, which one do you prefer? <laughs> there you go. And I'm like, whoa, who are you? Well, You're like a 40 year old man. It's like, I got to well, get out of here. I had a much less like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you see something, say something, you know? Yeah, you know, you're a teacher. <laughs> Are you breaking up the kids on the on, on the playground? You're like, hey, 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 there is no alternate ending to King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, That's I have had that conversation myth. several times when like random students are asking me if I prefer King Kong or Godzilla. I'm like, no, I'm going to get real about this, about the metaphorical meaning of both of these monsters. And that is how you mold young minds for a positive And then sense. one of them's like, my favorite is Gigan. And you're like, all right, you got to go to <laughs> the like, special right. class. <laughs> However, we, let's we talk. We get it. <laughs> Uh, I had a much less uh, interesting and compelling reason for why I would vote for uh, Godzilla over King Kong. Um, And it's a specific line uh, from No Church in the Wild by Kanye West and (laughs) Jay-Z on their album Watch the Throne, which I do believe Stephen kind of quoted in his review. I did, I did. (laughs) And I was kind of annoyed because I was wanting to bring that up, but I thought it was hilarious that you did too, which... In in the opening uh like hook to the movie, they say, What's a king to a god? What's a king to a god? <laughs> Which again they should because they drop the king off the name, it should just be what's a Kong to a Godzilla. That should be on the poster. <laughs> it's seriously you know why they drop the king? Because they don't own the rights to it. Yep. There's so many rights weird things. I, yeah, I mean, Prince, Prince Charles has the rights to that. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's been wanting those rights for quite a long time. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> getting closer. Truly, monarchy. Good lord. <sighs> well, yeah, that's why I don't like King Kong because I really <laughs> don't uh, support any kind of uh, monarchy system. Hell yeah, no. we prefer the organized religion of Godzilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We don't anyway. actually see Godzilla in these movies. You just have to have faith that he exists. Truly. I, I mean, when you're looking at a bunch of rubber suits, you know they're not real. But you have so much faith in it that like these are real mm. things that people are doing. And I don't want to bemoan CGI because I think CGI is can be just as good of a weapon for making a good movie and making an interesting looking movie. But as far as a Godzilla a movie... Go- movie. As far as a Godzilla movie goes, I have so much more faith and belief in that rubber suit than I do hmm. in, in the CGI creation. I, but, I mostly agree, but there are bits towards the end of the, the, the new one, um, which which weirdly has Godzilla at the beginning of the title, though it is very much a Kong movie. Um, mm-hmm. There are bits in there where the possibilities of like the increased movement of the CGI creations that's true, that's true. are kind of cool. Like there, there are definitely benefits for the CGI, but in general, I... Yeah. And... I don't want to become one of those people that like are like fuck CGI because CGI has a definitely strong and interesting place in the world of cinema. But as far as Godzilla movies go, no. Okay, uh, just the thing. The best CGI though is the CGI you don't notice is there. Yeah, I was it's about to say that myself. Goes. You the wouldn't fa- know it's there because it's used so well. When, mm. when you find out that the Parasite House is mostly CGI, 
That is good CGI. It's. I remember listening to an episode of Switchblade Sisters where they're talking about um, let the right one in, and they talked about how like almost every shot in that movie is an effect shot because yeah. what they've done is they've CGI altered the pupils of every character to make them ev- ever so slightly off in a way you'd never really notice, but just gives it a feel of unease. There are there are cool things to do, but yeah, it's about blending into the background. Mm-hmm. Now, Justin, I ne- I finally need to switch it your way. Where would you rank the Godzilla versus King Kong movies? I'm not very big on like ranking stuff. Usually, my oh, okay. <laughs> my um, lists are like, "Hey, watch this," or "Don't okay. watch this." <laughs> I don't think I would recommend the um, first one, Godzilla versus King Kong, if people are wanting to get into like Godzilla movies because it was the first one mm-hmm. I saw and I didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, the new one that came out. Yeah, I would recommend watching it. It's barely an hour and a half, which, oh, perfect. They really did the time right on that one. Easily digestible, yeah. Boring characters, like most Godzilla movies, so. Okay, we'll get to that part. (laughs) Yeah, we will. (laughs) And Godzilla movies have never been strong on characters, but both of these movies, especially the English version of this. I like the drug guy from the Japanese one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of these, mainly the English version, has some of the most boring characters. The English movies, the past, as much as I've enjoyed the, the American monsterverse, as in general, the characters are really, really bad. They've never had a good... <laughs> but why have to try to design an interesting character when you can just have 30 of them? <laughs> Won't that make it? <laughs> what if quality... Yeah, what if there are 12 plots that do come together in a way that's completely unnecessary? And it would be better if there was just one plot. Yeah, seriously. I I don't know. Okay, to switch it around, before I know I keep on getting us distracted, but what do you think is the best human character Godzilla movie? Probably GMK, I think. That was one of my top three answers. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the original Godzilla. The problem was oh, when you I talk about like, what's the that. best, it's like, all right, let's forget the original. Yeah. Shiro it's Godzilla. always that conversation. Well, obviously yeah. that one. Now, I mean, like you have Takashi like Shimura in the Godzilla mm. movie. So there you go. That kind of wins on default. Mm-hmm. It's like you read a ranking of Godzilla films. like, oh, okay, obviously the original is usually number one. <laughs> like we know as I'm scrolling through this. I... I I really try to like throw one ahead, one or two ahead of the original, just to be more interested on my letterbox list. And my letterbox list changes a lot, but it's still usually Gojira is number one. Um, but I, I think GMK is definitely one, especially with the daughter father dynamic in that one. Mm. Excellent, excellently done. Um, actually, I really think the sequel to that, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Um, I mean, sequel in quotation marks because reboot, but <laughs> but I I think that one does the human story really well with sort of the um the daughter the daughter and the father sort of storyline, and then they are friends with yeah. the one fighter pilot that like failed the mission and has to like sort of make up for it as she's like piloting Mechagodzilla. I think that's really like um involved in a way that a lot of human character stories don't. And well, then I, I think, think the... Terror of Mechagodzilla is actually really good. And the oh, ending really of that good. movie. Yeah. The, the ending robot. of that movie is surprisingly like experimental yeah. and depressing. And like, I remember the, the final white shot. The concert is so cool. The way they link it into the previous films, the way that actually builds on them in his additive is just really, really impressive in a way that I was not expecting it to be at all. And it's yeah, interesting because Terror of Mechagodzilla, for people that don't know, that was the final Godzilla film mm. in the Showa era. It's just like Ishiro Honda was like brought back, kind of kicking and screaming to direct it. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and it, 
there's like a mixture of him like really engaged in very specific things while kind of disconnected of like i guess i have to make a mecha godzilla film also is another monster called titanosaurus which i really love because of his kind of personal dynamics where like he's not a bad guy but he's being like brain controlled to attack the other monsters he was like a wild card of like gurgling Mm -hmm. tail snapping goodness love love him but yeah it almost like turns into like an art house film at the end with sort of like the weird alien character that has a relationship with like a, a human character and then like yeah i don't want to really spoil the ending because i really think the ending of terror of mechagodzilla is like astounding but like it gets surprisingly artistic well, in its I, final moments and we didn't even really mention it we kind of blew past but like shin godzilla the idea of the individual oh. forming a collective to yes. take godzilla down i mean that's, that's the, the one that's time one where 30 characters actually is qualitatively yeah. better as a quantitative group. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I have my issues with Shin Godzilla, which are, are much better articulated Boo. by my friend Diego. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a, it is a weird thing. Of It's a film that I, I, I liked a lot when I first saw it, and it's like degraded a bit in my mind. But there are some of the references they make back to kind of like imperialist and like fascist Japan in that movie are quite disquieting um, about when they talk about how things were better when they were ordered. So like some of the rhetoric around <laughs> stuff. No, they weren't. Some, Mm. Exactly. There's a sense being like, I mean, I haven't seen Shin Godzilla in a long time, but is it one of the kind of central thesis of the film? Is that like the order is also stifling, and that only vibrates yeah. exactly from it? But I, that, I, I think in the that there is of... a myth, though. In that yes. is a myth that there is the idea that fascism was ever ordered and was ever in that way. So it is still pushing that kind of like deification of fascist systems. And so many films do that of this being like, oh, you know, it was clean and clinical, but it was bad. Being like, no, it yeah, was not the trains ran on time, <laughs> which is exactly how the film ends. Yeah. So there is yes. there is that. Um, I I do think it's a really good criticism of like government bureaucracy. But you're right, it, it is. does kind of it does kind of slip into that. Oh, let's not look too much into the past of japan because that will lead or into, into any country stuff. really i mean that's true <laughs> is there a single country we can really look at especially like major superpower in the world that's no, like yeah absolutely they, not no no you, even canada adjusted because canada's terrible I mean, oh canada my god is like a british colony that yes took out the indigenous people and they've also treated mm. them like shit on the french as well French was oh my banned God. for like a, a like a number of years, so and the French are terrible as well, so it just keeps going. And, and you guys are not seeming to be a fan of Muslims nowadays, because oh Quebec, no, I'm not Quebecer, I'm French. Well, yeah, Ontario. yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I have a I have a friend in Quebec, and he just keeps on mentioning like, we just keep on doing it in the oh, name of yeah. secularism. I mean, every government body's terrible, so yeah. you know, if anyone takes away anything from this Godzilla podcast, is listen, anyone that's in power is corrupt and evil and bad. So, yep, that's it. And that that comes up in uh, this first movie that we're going to talk about, segueing <laughs> finally into it, <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, to start off with some background on the movie, this was like a 30th anniversary sort of staple film for Toho when it came out that year along with Sanjuro and 47 Ronin. Have either of you guys seen both of those movies? I've yep. seen Sanjuro several times. I've not seen Same 47 time. Ronin. Same. It's very long. It's very good, though. But I think if I ranked, like, all the Kurosawas I've seen, which are about half of them, it would be maybe oh, sorry, la- so, sorry, I meant the 47 um, Ronin is very, uh, very long. Which is no, Sanjuro is, like, 90 minutes. Like, it's a real, real tight, real good movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, I think Sanjuro I have at a 4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It's the only Kurosawa movie I've seen that's out of four out of five. 
Again, I didn't yeah, you're like I give two out of five to all the other current. Uh, actually, you know what? There, there are some I have. Like I'm going to wield my grenade. I like I've seen every Kurosawa movie apart from the one that you can't find um, because it is like. Anyway, that's boring. Um, and there are some dregs in. I mean, he has oh, made there are well, some masterpieces. If, if there are gonna, some real dregs in that filmography. If mm-hmm. we're going to talk about problematic Japanese politics in Japanese movies, uh, the start of Kurosawa's career was yeah, yeah, the most beautiful, where he just makes like this really horrendous propaganda movie um, and people being like oh, I know it's propaganda but it's kind of good I'm like no that's why it, that's why it's bad that's why that's yeah, what, what, if, what like, if we sacrificed ourselves like for it. a fascist government yeah. yeah I want my propaganda to be baffling like the North Korean <laughs> Pulgasari movie <laughs> oh my god I have a, a, a ripped copy of Pulgasari somewhere over on my table oh, damn but yeah what a movie though mm. that's a wild movie um yeah so Originally, this movie was supposed to be a Frankenstein movie, which kind of comes mm. into the weird King Kong eats electricity and has got a power up if it if he yeah. uses electricity. I am fascinated by the obsession with like Toho, and I believe it was Willis O'Brien that really wanted a giant Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they got it Making with ba- the Baragon movie that they yeah, had. Uh, Frankenstein. Um, yeah, they, the, that's right. The Baragon one. Called? There was two of them. But what what are they called again? Oh, I'm trying. Because uh, Frankenstein it's like, conquers the world. Yeah, Frankenstein conquers the world, and the other one is like giants. It has a really great title. Let me see if I can. I'm gonna look find it up now. Frankenstein Toho. It, it, look, if you want a quote unquote Frankenstein kaiju movie, War of the Gargantuans is that's what it is. Prob- War of the Gargantuans. If, that's the if you want the movie that Mary Shelley would want the most, the War of the Gargantuans <laughs> yeah. is definitely. The I Mary love, People don't know love that like one of War the chapters of the that was deleted from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein mm. book is Frankenstein grew like hundred stories on, tall. On a dark stormy night, there was there was Frankenstein glutting the more of death. <laughs> mm. I mean, the recycling of uh, you know Toho scripts and adding new characters is not new because. Godzilla versus the sea monster. That was supposed to be a King Kong movie. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah, tell. That's, yeah, yeah that's why Godzilla Godzilla's was always like, like napping. <laughs> but he throws a rock, doesn't he? He does the yep, rock thing does. from this movie and, is, and does like a Zelda boss fight with um, Ibira for a while and like that classic like Ganon let's like hit it back at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a pretty good reference. Um, but uh, yeah, then he's like hitting on a girl in Ebra and it's like, that's Godzilla has yeah. no sexual feelings. <laughs> Godzilla has a child and is a good dad, and that's all we need to know. Yeah. Is he a good dad? Okay, no, he's a oh, bad dad. Yeah, he's, a, he's a bad dad. Well, he's a real. He's a good dad mother. in coming out. In coming out, he's a great dad. Mm-hmm. So I'm influenced by that's that. That's true. In coming out, he is. This movie is also directed by Ashiro Honda. Um, the American cut is done by Thomas Montgomery, though, and uh, mixed results on his part. Uh, mm-hmm. It stars Tadao Takashima, Kenji Sahara, Yu Fukuji. Fujiki, Ichiro Ashima, Jun Tazaki, and Akiko Hirata as Dr. Serigaza, which mm. is not Akiko Hirata in Godzilla, the original, Dr. Serizawa. Totally different. They have an eye patch. One has an eye patch and one doesn't. Exactly. Um, why did they do that? They have to make it even more confusing. Um, there must be some weird rights thing that we're not aware of, surely. There must be some... Someone has the ne- the rights to some weird thing, and they're like, I guess we can't. Well, I mean, Dr. Serizawa's in Godzilla 2014, and then his son is in... Yeah, in uh, the new one. So, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> don't know. The American version also stars Michael Keith, Harry Holocomb, and James Yagi. Um, and finally, 
the main stars of the movie are Haruto uh, Naka, Na, Najima as the Godzilla. There's also Katsumi Tezuko as the Iceberg Godzilla. And Shihochi Hiroshi as King Kong in that movie. Those are the stars, really. Hell yes. I mean, they're running the title, no contest. <laughs> yeah, that's the, how you know. I, I, if Whenever this comes up, I, I'm, I always edit in. It is the titular role! Yes, that's true. I, was, I mean, I was going to go for the different joke of, that's how you know that Virginia Woolf is the star of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. You know, she's right, right there in the title. Oh, that's, that's a classy uh, literate professor. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got to get some modernism references in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the stream of consciousness fans. Um, so did, did we all watch this on the Criterion cut? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I didn't know about the bonus disc having the original version of this. So I watched the, um, English dub cut. Not great. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about the very beginning and how like they just like ruin it at the very beginning? Let's get all the Eric Carter, uh, stuff out of the way now. And so they could focus on the actual movie. It's so bad. Like the the very beginning of the America of the Japanese cut, sorry, is, is fantastic. Like it starts with this like very self what you know is self aware in a second. It starts with like the Earth spinning, and then like will the Earth ever stop spinning? You're like, what are you talking about? What is going <laughs> this movie? And then it just cuts out to reveal that what they're showing you is in fiction a stupid TV show. So it kind of reveals that this thing is stupid. And then they just talk about how this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? And I like how such... the producer are like, this is boring. Can yeah, I know. Else? And it's I'm people, like, oh, it's... but I like the earth spinning. <laughs> no, and we're going to go to racist stuff. I don't want that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's such true. a great commentary on like, what happened to the franchise because you had like the thematic, as it's always said, you know, like, big poetic thematic first one and then Godzilla Raids again is like very just shoved out and is just, let's fight. And there's this idea here of being like, where is the franchise? What is it now? And it's like, all right, let's try a theme. Let's not try a theme. What do we want? This and is boring. And it's also people a bit talking. of a joke, like, oh, we need mm. to do this because yeah. this will be commercial and people will want to see it. It's like, oh, God. all the meta stuff is the brilliant. The Flintstones meet the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon crossovers. All of the meta things in that first 10 minutes are brilliant about how like, we need to know what the audience wants. What does the audience want? They want to see a crossover. I'm like, yeah, that's why this movie exists. It's because, yeah. you know, King Kong is big. It's, that stuff is great. And the fact that it's just to, to sell drug company stuff is just the right amount of cynical while oh, still being really, really fun. Big Pharma being in charge of the whole production. That is beautiful. Something it's that great. I feel like America wouldn't touch. And well, they did not. We really got to talk about. Um, let me make sure. Sh- I think it's uh, a Chiro. Is it a Chiro Rishima who plays Taco, the uh, um, the pharmaceutical head guy? I think that's who it is. I I, 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 I believe you. I sadly did not write down which actors played which characters because besides him, the characters really don't matter in this movie. No. But he is awesome he is so, so funny and especially the dynamite joke that we get to later in the movie where it's just that's that's some great gag stuff that's some like real marx brothers like oh you're gonna do this but you're not gonna do this oh whoops i'm this stupid to actually do it though so but can you remember how the america i mean you watched it just just now obviously but can you remember how the american version takes that spinning earth thing and what it does to it because i was just like oh god this is ridiculous there's like a space station and it's like they're reporting back something, and Bef- before that, they start with a quote from fucking Hamlet. They just put in a, <laughs> they just non-ironically, as opposed to this, so the, the Japanese one's been like, "Well, the Earth starts spinning." Low joke. This one's just like, "There are more things in heaven and earth, dear Horatio." And then jumped on your floor, like, "Okay, we're just non-ironically just putting Hamlet in this thing now." Great. <laughs> yeah, you're taking this seriously, which was a joke in the original version. I know. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, so I just I, I just want to talk about all the Eric Carter stuff out of the way right mm, now. It's bad. It's very bad. It's very boring. Um, it really ruins the pacing of this movie to like a detrimental degree. However, it links to the most recent one where, because obviously like this, it's this staple character. They have a, a journalist character and the Godzilla movies love this. They'd like, like to throw in a reporter for no real reason. Yeah, journalists <laughs> and scientists. Those are the backbone and children of the later. Occasionally a spy. <laughs> Occasionally it's a spy. They, they do a like journalist. a spy. Um, Sometimes an alien. But, but this guy's uh, a UN reporter, which I'm like, just do a show that just talks about the UN. It's very unclear what really he is. Um, I don't think it really matters. Which is interesting um, because Ishiro Honda is a huge fan of the UN and what it represents, mm. especially in the further films. I was, he would go on this kind of like humanistic ideal of everybody coming together to take on threats or just to help each other. D- did you want to but, sing the hetero song again, Justin? <laughs> oh, save the, the earth. <laughs> Yeah, the movie's so it. good. Um, but don't you feel that this role is is mirrored in the in the most recent one with the most annoying podcast dude, where like he's just doing that thing and he's also okay. just like dragging the okay. film down. Okay, there are no bad words spoken on this podcast about Brian Tyree Henry. No, he's great outside the, of the movie. The character sucks. Hmm. He's the worst. They make him say very unfunny things, and he's they trying made, real hard. They did with a straight face. Don't drink tap water. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm... Yeah. Anyway. Um, to, to allude to your wider podcast, though, here's a bit of like random trivia for you. Um, so these bits remind me of, because there was a there was an Americanized version of the first Gamera movie as well, which was weirdly misspelt with two M's in the middle, which is also <laughs> hilarious. Um... And they do they do the same thing. Like they have this like Americanized um plot line where they cut to a TV show. Do you know who is featured on that TV show? No. Gene Siskel. Oh. Just he is just there and playing God knows who, but it's just Gene Siskel just arguing about science with someone for no apparent reason, <laughs> just in, in an American re edit of a Gamera film. It's I was glorious. Like, How does this tie wow. into the larger pot? You brought it so home. Go. I did. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I I wasn't following very well. Like, like Justice said, I was like, "Where is he going with this?" Oh yeah, no. <laughs> that, that's that. That was a great uh, little uh, rub. And of... also tying into the broader podcast, Mayor Ebert. And yes, yes, Cisco yes. Appear in the Roland Emmerich movie. <laughs> that's the one yeah. good thing about that movie. Only and... to be eaten because Roland Emmerich <laughs> hates. Uh, the the critics were giving him bad reviews on Independence Day. Yeah, for his bad movies. Oh, the critics hate my bad movies. Oh, I will step up to bat and defend with all my heart Geostorm. I, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's his opus, you know? Uh, you're like, which? what accent is Jerry Butler doing? Does he have an accent? <laughs> what is going on? Wait, this movie's about solving a murder mystery in space? Also, right, got me. trying to save the Earth from uh, catastrophes? Uh... I've never seen Geostorm. I thought you were going there saying you were going to back up Independence Day. And no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> definitely not. Independence Day is a fun enough movie, but if we're going to talk about uh, some poor politicking in this movie, um, mm. Independence Day does that hard. So, so yeah, ev- everything sucks about the reporter in this movie. It's ridiculously boring. Yeah, it does. Um, and But it does have three of the best jokes, but are not supposed to be jokes in this movie which at one point uh so the guy's kind of interviewing this quote-unquote scientist um and at one point he like holds up a dinosaur book and is like (gasps) 
Godzilla's a dinosaur. And the dinosaur book is like the stupidest looking oh, thing I've I ever seen. I love it. It looks like it was drawn by like a three-year-old. Exactly. I, I laughed quite a bit oh, at that. You've, you have got to the bit that I've been waiting for. And I know that people I've been speaking to in the Letterboxd Discord have been waiting for of my, my hottest Godzilla opinion of that this, this movie is non-canon because they go against something that is very established in Godzilla lore because they talk about Godzilla's brain. Now... <laughs> I'm sure that all of you here have watched um, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, in yes. which they reveal that Godzilla has a second brain in his butt. Um, yep. <laughs> and the fact they don't talk about the butt brain in this movie. The greatest moment in the Godzilla franchise, where they, they call it a spinal brain in the movie. It's I was, I was got, about to correct you, but um, yeah, it's better to call it a butt, butt brain. Well, that's butt because brain. it's in a different dimension due to the time traveling in Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. Oh, oh God. That, that, yeah, let's talk about a movie with subtext. That movie is bad. But it does feature I still time like... traveling and giant um, eyed creatures. I don't remember what they're called that morph into King Ghidorah. And then yeah. become imperialists at the yes. end. In a and it very also has the amazing way. ending from Bill and Ted, uh, where it's like, <laughs> we'll go back in time, train ourselves, then come back to fight the villain. Yeah. C- can we talk about the robot in that movie that, like, it runs in slow motion? But, oh, like, that's right. There's a Terminator in, in that movie. Fast motion? Yeah. <sighs> It's the dumbest looking thing. I, I think no. that movie's pretty fun, but again, the politics sucks. The movie sucks. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. And, but yet, it is from the same director of Godzilla vs. Biollante. Yeah, Which is right, why it's I, fun. I take it all back. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, I'm a Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah stand now. <laughs> I love Biollante so much that why not? Yeah. Um, but so they also do the, this little joke where it's like, this is how big Godzilla's brain is. And they hold up this like tiny marble. And it's so funny imagining that little marble <laughs> is like able to control this giant monster. Well, he's got uh, two marbles, one in his butt. Where that's do you right. I stand on the Godzilla is a dinosaur. Uh, you know, well, sometimes that's in some of the movies. As Godzilla is a Godzilla. Godzilla is a Godzilla. Yeah, but, Godzilla is uh, a Godzilla. He didn't mutate from anything. He just came... Full He's... cloth and a giant yeah. monster. I, I would like to go... On the first day, there was Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right there in the name, like you said, God. Yeah, there you go. I, I would like to reiterate that Shin Godzilla is one of the best Godzilla movies and mm-hmm. go back to the idea that, like, Godzilla... I mean, do I want to spoil Shin Godzilla? But, like, at the end of Shin Godzilla, there's this horrifying image of, like, his tail is a bunch <sighs> of human skeletons. Yeah, And it's, like this like reeking horrific revenge on like the atrocities of like tsunamis and nuclear war yeah. and all this stuff i mean the literalness of that appears in gmk when godzilla is literally yes. all the ghosts that died Which, from nuclear that, that, the personified that is... death of all of world war Two. it turns yes. out what an awesome and, movie gmk and is. also that oh, godzilla God, he good. is such an asshole <laughs> like mm. just killing people that have survived his attack with the, his the, tail the, that, the best part, yeah, is where he goes up to a hospital and there's this poor woman sitting there just screaming. Who survived you, a previous attack where he, he <laughs> in, the, in the movie. Yeah, and, and you think he's like walking towards her, he's going to like fire, like not fire, atomic breath the building or something. And then he walks by it and you're like, oh, Ooh. thank God. And then his tail like whips through it right into her room and just kills her <laughs> see that's that's the godzilla i like though i like the ambivalent destroyer that these things don't matter to him that he's just like yeah and what i would I'm, say that that's just the, the ambivalent that's like him being an asshole i agree with yeah, Justin. But, he, but, he's, but he's not he's not reaching in and picking people out and being like yeah, no, he's just like bad yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah, just yeah. just destroying things because they're there 
what one of the best moments in GMK is where they they have the atomic breath happen and you see it inside a school and the entire school shakes like a bomb went off and you see this like almost mushroom cloud explosion that came from the atomic breath and you're like damn that's that's some imagery and some thematic elements right there that that's that's what uh some of King Kong movies uh needed a little bit of Going I mean, back to... I, you know, Godzilla films, for me, there's so many of them at this point. Mm. Like, they can be fun. They can be silly. That's true. Well. That's yeah. true. They definitely fall into different categories. Like, I have the one, like, this is the cool thematic one. I have the, this is the cool team-up one. I have, this is the goofy one. And, like, this is a goofy one. I, I have a lot of time for goofy. Yeah, so I actually watched this with two friends. One of them was the one I watched all the Godzilla show and movies they're with. like not again <laughs> we've just met up again we've just like repaired yeah, our wounds it's been a long 10 years since we last <laughs> saw ourselves what do you want to do you're like godzilla it'll be and, another and 10 an- years another one was a person that hadn't seen any godzilla movie actually i took her to see shin godzilla but cool. um yeah <laughs> she's cool like is this gonna be like shin godzilla <laughs> yes yes and um they were both like not really into it and i said i think this is a pretty good description for king kong versus godzilla is it's not dumb enough to be like a funny stupid one but it's not like thematically interesting enough to be like a really interesting challenging thoughtful godzilla movie it's this weird middle ground of like it's okay at both and Mm. together it's not like a full whole it's just like everything it tries to do is just actually achieved in the next in a mothra versus godzilla which actually pulls off the satirical stuff really nicely is a much more entertaining movie like builds much better and it's like this this is just not a good version of that film but the problem with mothra versus godzilla is there's no drunken king kong in that movie. true 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 you know what i take it all back again another thing i'm taking all back <laughs> i just love king kong's dumb face does it take way too long to get to him yes yes much 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 too long does it take way too much blackface to get to him oh god <laughs> i mean why wouldn't you throw a couple monsters at the um humans like king kong the original style well, they throw an iguana that's a slightly bigger. Yes. Oh, that's really funny though. Like when when he spins the lizard over his head, and when you see that that try to happen later in the movie is a nice little bit of foreshadowing that I very much enjoy. Yeah, um, and then um, the uh, the octopus, which we'll get to the octopus because which that's looks great. I'm not a fan of octopus like animals that are blown up into movies. Give me a rubber suit, Wait, a miniature you know, stop motion. You don't like Edward movies. <laughs> oh, I love Edward movies. Do they uh, okay, have well, many take... giant creatures in yeah, oh, there? Other the, than the footage from 10,000 uh, BC that keeps being recycled over no, and over No, there's that one, I forget what it is, and it's it's the one where they have the octopus that stalks the grounds outside, and it's just, just a zoomed-in vi- video of an octopus that they oh, kind of attack. Oh, but there's also a big rubber octopus that Bela Lugosi uh, wrestles with. Bela Lugosi, yeah, but, yeah, but every now and then they cut to real octopus, and then to a rubber <laughs> octopus, and it's glorious. Yeah, not a fa- it's, it's, uh I always associate that with shark movies, which is like, ugh, stock footage of a shark. Give me a rubber shark popping out of the water. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Um, real quickly, the last uh, like weird Eric Carter narration bit that I want to talk about is the scientist that's supposed to be the expert on Godzilla calls Godzilla a reptile <laughs> and then that's- later calls him an amphibian. And that was so annoying to the three of us while we were watching it that he couldn't pronounce reptile. I've never heard the pronunciation reptile. Some kind of reptile dysfunction there. <laughs> okay. I hope you leave that big silent pause. <laughs> I think I will. Um, yeah. 
and honest, then Hobie added a pause. There was huge laughter after that. We all high five. <laughs> yeah, like, you're on the Letterbox Discord, which again, yeah. I am shocked every time you mention it that it actually exists. And you're like, <laughs> they edited me out of context. It was hilarious <laughs> when I said it. <laughs> Please do that. That would be funny. Um, yeah, and um, but the fact that he couldn't pronounce reptile right, and then that they ca- he called him an amphibian is just like pick a lane, my man. Seriously. Oh, wait, there's one more thing about that is so they're, they're in this weird like English added cutscenes with these reporters. They keep on really mispronouncing the name Hokkaido to an absolutely grotesque degree. Do you remember how they pronounce it, Stephen? Um, no. Hokkaido. <laughs> it's like needs to get every letter pronounced. Hokkaido. <laughs> Not great. But anyway, putting all that bullcrap aside to get to the actual Japanese stuff, um, Taco, which is the most awesome name, is like a pharmaceutical emperor, mm-hmm. and he, he wants two of his associates to go to this island where they have this magical berry juice, and <laughs> get the magical berry juice to become part of his pharmaceuticals, but there's also supposedly a monster there that he wants them to get and take back as a mascot. That's basically the setup for where this movie is about to go. But that's the American... Like, it's, it's much more, like, context-free in the Japanese version. It's just been like, yo, I have this berry thing, why not? Um, in fact, it's, it's somewhat divorced from him. It's just like, he just wants to go there and get a monster and the american version seems just like it just it just wants to contextualize things that actually work better when they're not explained like yeah. when it just cuts to the submarine for the first time there's just men in suits on a submarine you're like that's hilarious out of context and the american guy's like no we must give a reason why men in suits are on a submarine i'm like well, that's not as fun i enjoy that <laughs> that's fair um yeah I, sh- I should actually i just kind of skipped over but like there is the introduction with uh godzilla coming out of the iceberg which for strong fans of the series, as you two will know, that is how they defeat uh, mm. Godzilla in the previous movie. Godzilla raids again as they trap him inside an iceberg. Which is uh, pretty much the go-to how do you kind of stop Godzilla in most of these movies. Even Godzilla yeah. Final Wars, he's trapped in an iceberg at the beginning of the film and yeah. he pops out of it later on. Or, or just sort of like use nature against him mm-hmm. because he is a force of nature. Is sort Or of like- make a giant hole. Yeah, that's right. Which really does only not weakness. I have these tiny arms. How am I going to get out of this? <laughs> Did you just make a Meet the Robinsons reference? No, that's what they do in this movie in King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, they, right. they just make a giant hole to trap Godzilla. Well, well no, but, but fall into water because then he seems to lose interest and walk towards the sun. No, no, but Justin said like he has the tiny arms. Do you guys oh, know no, Meet the Robinsons? That's not a reference to Meet the Robinsons. A film I have never just... seen. Why aren't you seizing the boy? <laughs> I have seen that movie. That is true. That happens in that. Anyway, it's more a factual statement. Godzilla does have tiny arms. He, he, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. We don't want to judge him or make fun of him for this fact. Sorry, Goji, but you do. Yeah. Um, so they get to the island. Um, there's blackface everywhere. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just ridiculous. It's just... I And it's... I don't know. It's a thing that is... One doesn't want to go into the of its time argument because obviously these are things that were always offensive to large groups of people, which is no one cared what those people thought about things and that now mm-hmm. they have more of a voice because of the internet. But this is like, this is the 60s. I know that Laurence Olivier, um, sorry, I know that um, Orson Welles was like getting Oscars for like Blackface Fellow like 10 years earlier, but whatever. So, you know, I mean, Ishiro Honda not... had this problem earlier when he made that Yeti movie that's still not properly released oh, in I Japan ha- due to the I haven't seen treatment. that. Uh, 
I mean, Atragon as well. Atragon has some really mm-hmm. weird stuff about racial representation in terms of just like different society othering of different societies and cultures um so it's it is a thing in these films and there is i don't know there is just no nothing to say about it and again it's it's a takeover from king kong which again has huge issues of racial representation um yeah and they're in this one too uh which we're talking all about fixed in the peter jackson oh wait no i'm looking <laughs> it up as i'm taking a sip of water oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh god that uh yeah um talking about though about like like the uh of the time thing like movie that came out last the year before where mickey rourke won an oscar for yeah breakfast at tiffany's which my co-host nick uh and he thinks that is like the worst movie because of its depiction yeah. of mickey rourke and uh, i think it is the only Mi- movie Mi- mickey, Mi- Mi- mickey rourke was not in breakfast oh. at tiffany's mickey rourke <laughs> I was, was like <laughs> wait a minute i was like wow what okay a yeah, he, went method. But... he got the plastic surgery yeah. <laughs> okay no, i'm gonna I'm... totally like edit around that and then Steven in the in the letterbox discord you could be like he's editing himself out of context too <laughs> say more proof <laughs> every time I, I talk in that part I'm just like Mickey Rooney Rooney <laughs> just say <laughs> it five this, times like, Rooney like part into it but uh no I'm gonna leave it in but this. yeah I, I I'm so unreceptive to any argument of like taking things from their time because these are the things that establish those viewpoints because these are the big media products of the time that normalize perspectives that were just like pushed down so yeah no blackface was bad is bad has always been bad I'm curious for your quick take then on um, Lawrence of Arabia. Um, yeah, no, I, again, to like quote myself and things that like it's it's very much of the director of there is a belief in that film that only English people or people from the empire can be good actors. And that is seen through that. And it's white supremacy. And you see it again in. Um, oh, God, what's this other movie that I don't like very much? What people do the Russian one. They did not shoot in Russia, but they shot in fascist Spain instead, which says a lot about it. Um What's that movie called? Help you've seen movies, people help me out. I got nothing. I no, am drawing a blank. <sighs> Give us more. Do- Give Dodge, us more. Dodge Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago. Um oh. Dr. Zhivago where he has Omar Sharif. They filmed play. that in Spain. Yeah, they filmed it in Franco Spain because like they were like, we're drawing the line at, you know, communist the Soviet state, but we'll film anyway, that's a separate point. Um <laughs> but yeah, in that movie in which they hire zero Russian people to play all of their Russians because there is clearly this belief that people of a certain place are the only actors and you see that in in um Lawrence Arabia, which is a mm-hmm. great movie but that is unforgivable in that film too i i agree that is unforgivable but it is surprisingly progressive with how it views the people of arabia in that movie yeah and- but that movie is also the longest film to not have a woman speak <laughs> it's true um <laughs> I mean, like something can be good and can be bad at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, well. t- totally, so. totally. There were, yeah. Again, it's a fantastic film. The ways it explores certain ideas are absolutely phenomenal, and there are parts of it being like it's more disappointing because it is so good in other places. Yeah, exactly. That mm-hmm. stuff pops out. That that more. is a great point. Um, actually, I have something to talk about with that in my uh, what I watched this week roundup. But going mm-hmm. back to. Um, this so they're they also weirdly they they have like a five minute cigarette commercial in this part as well <laughs> i love that stuff <laughs> and he's like handing cigarettes to children he's like don't tell your mom <laughs> very weird stuff um yeah then there's the they get they get king kong um he drinks berry juice total drunkard he is um mm-hmm. he basically drinks it until he passes out and just like blacks out it's very strange. Oh, um, his face. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's been on the sauce for, like, decades, it seems. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, 
Then there's the octopus battle where the octopus also wants the berry juice. Everyone wants the berry juice. The berry juice is just a thing. Um, when it, my, my friend that hadn't seen Godzilla movies quoted the um, that octopus fight scene as the longest, most uneventful battle I've ever seen that just makes me want to eat calamari. Ooh, I cannot eat any seafood, so didn't have any, oh really uh, want yeah nothing under the sea can be swallowed by me so yeah i'm just horrified by you like, got it to oh, rhyme though <laughs> that does have in the american version i did i did note down one quote where a character goes what's the matter and the guy just replies giant octopus <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i'm like yeah all right cut to the core of the issue yeah i mean why not he says it yeah. fairly casually though he just yeah. like giant, giant octopus, octopus. You, know, you know yeah every other day <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so basically, they uh, take the knocked out King Kong, they strap it onto wooden planks and tie it to a boat. And you're like, watch this film being like, there was a plot point about 20 minutes ago about how they had some super strong wire. I wonder if the super strong wire is going to come up here. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. But it comes up in the weirdest place later. Yes. But um, they put it on a raft with dynamite, tie it to a boat, <laughs> leave the dynamite explosive... Uh, ignition thing completely exposed in which the person that's running the operation continually leans on it and they have to be like no <laughs> um but at a certain point uh what happens i can't even remember just like king kong like wake up and they basically like blow it up and 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 king kong goes in the ocean he escapes and then you've got ocean monsters yes um also, can you imagine like uh, having to blow dry King Kong's hair after? Oh, he uh... probably smells like crap. And he's just like air drying. It's like, yeah. I do really like in the in the very new one though the way that it pretty much like ports this middle sequence and like just times it by ten in every way. Like it does keep it keeps some of the plot beats, um, and it does definitely have the let's take um, King Kong in a boat thing. But just here's the modern version of that, and that was one of the things that I liked very much about the new one. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about like sort of the mirror of it and that. Yeah. One. Um, now, on the Godzilla side of things, he is gone to Hokkaido. True. And uh, he attacks a train, but we learn while he's attacking the train that he doesn't seem to like electricity. No, who does? Well, King I Kong. Mean... He loves electricity. Ah, yes. Sorry, I'm right. <laughs> he can't get enough of it. It goes berry juice, number two electricity if he needs his fix. It's his methadone. And then, and then women. Those are the three things that King Kong likes. Oh, yeah, women. That's right. He loves women. Uh, and he finds the nearest spire. He's like, this is not a very large spire, but I have one spire, so I'll hang from it. He's shaking her. He's like, when is she going to do her animality and turn into a giant gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, I, I think this happens, but like, they get Godzilla and King Kong to sort of meet up in a forest. Yep. And basically godzilla throws or not king kong throws Forest a few is rocks a very generous reading of the <laughs> okay. um, set that they shot on which has like a bunch of dirt and a couple of trees the 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 wild difference in quality of miniatures between all the godzilla movies is insane mm. and this movie does not have the best miniature work well i mean i appreciate I like the melting the, tank the melting tank towards the beginning looks real cool i would disagree that the oh i don't remember what it's called the building they both destroy at the end of the movie is the big climax that is spa? an incredible yeah. miniature work that's the only that they put really all their good. miniature budget into that and anyone who goes oh the godzilla miniature is not that good in some of the movies check out the gamma films when they're like uh, made of true. paper hey. Hey, anyone, check out the camera films. They rule. Check them out. 
Yeah, if you watch this movie and you're like, oh, when are the monsters going to show up? First camera, camera just pops right out of the ice like five minutes <laughs> in. Like, hey, I'm a titular monster. And then they sent him into space where he can survive because he is a rocket turtle. That's right. He, Very important. How cool is it that he's a rocket turtle? Oh, I, love, I love I love Gamera. A friend of all children and a friend of me. Well, mm-hmm. not in the 90s version because um, don't get in his way. If you're a child, you will be crushed. True. Apart from that one child that he likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, where did we go off with uh, that? Godzilla and Kong are fighting on the dirt. Oh, the miniature uh, work. Yeah. Oh, yes. the, when, when the tanks come out at the very beginning, when they fight Godzilla, when he gets to Hokkaido, um, my friend where, was like... where, sorry? <laughs> Hokkaido. Ah, got it, sorry. My friend was like, that is the cutest tank in the whole world. <laughs> Just these little little tanks. Um yeah, it melts. Yeah, sad. Um, yeah, so they they have this like weird small fight. They're putting bets on like which one will win, which feels that's really like funny. It, I like that. Yeah, it, it kind of like shows up in like it's almost like representative of like the Twitter discourse of like all the mm. f- film fans that were getting ready for Godzilla versus Kong was like, oh, I bet you Godzilla will win. Oh, I bet you King Kong will win. And like, which one are you rooting for? Um, yeah. That's it, a really weak fight, honestly, but I like that Godzilla kind of, like, blows his atomic breath and King Kong's just like, cool, I'm out. Yeah, like, my, my notes were a bit weird at this point, and, like, they got different, because at this point, I hadn't watched it for a while, or I watched it semi-recently, but I've watched so many films since that point, and I was just like, I just don't know if King Kong works in a kaiju movie. I'm like, just don't know if he's, like, that interesting as, because, like, it's not built for it. Um, I feel when they get to the final fight, it works a lot better because well, they can I do. Think that going to the just way judo that moves. you should use King Kong in a Keiju movie is, especially if it's fighting Godzilla, is that he is the giant human in this situation. Yeah. So he can use objects and he can kind yes. of logistically do other stuff that monsters can that have only an have axe. a specific power set cannot do. Mm-hmm. He's the and thinking also, man's giant monster. <laughs> but also, my, my first take on this film was being like, the stop motion effects in the original King Kong are so iconic and are so beautiful and look so good. And seeing just man in kind of like shonky King Kong suit they don't really care about very much is just not as cool. Of The sensibilities don't match perfectly there. It just like feels just like very much pushed down King Kong just fighting Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so after this, uh, King Kong sort of goes into the city... He picks up a train. He picks up a woman. Um, King Kong things, you know, hashtag King yeah. Kong things. <laughs> and like the woman is either, is like the sister of one of the two main people that went to the island originally or the girlfriend. I can't remember which, but uh, yeah, she's somehow related to them. Look, I watched this movie three days ago and I, I most of these. More recently and still do not remember. Yeah. Most of these human story beats, I'm just like, what? But um. They, they're firing, like, projectile after projectile at him, and nothing's working. And then they're just like, we could put him to sleep. <laughs> music, man. Music is what'll do it. Oh, yeah, which is really annoying, because like there's that really extended, really horrendous sequence of, like, blackface and practice. They gotta bring they, it back. That they link to certain things. They're like, look at this culture. It's different. Um, just like, <laughs> so they bring back the othering. So you get yet more othering. You're like, oh, if we'd left the othering behind, no more othering. Of course. Um, and for their plans with Godzilla, they decided to dig a big hole. I love this bit so much. <laughs> I love that he falls into the hole, and for 30 seconds, they're just like, nothing happens. They're like, okay, cool. And then Godzilla's just like, <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I left the hole. They're like, oh, crap, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so basically they decide like King Kong's the only one that can stop Godzilla at this point because like whatever Godzilla is like the antagonist in the movie it's always like we can't stop him we have to use the other monsters to stop him in some sort of way yeah so basically they take the uh asleep King Kong they bring back Super String. <laughs> they go and they do the Metal Gear Solid Five thing to him. Oh, I, 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 I said Fulton they recovery system like Peace Walker. I wrote down they Pixar upped him. Okay, they, we have different reference points apparently. I, I I'm not a big video game person, so uh, I, I I think we both made a lot of references to video games, and the only one I got was the Zelda and um, uh, Ganondorf one. But well, they, that's yeah, just because. If, if, if you played the PSP game Peace Walk, you'd be like, "Wow, what a great reference, Stephen! Good job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be reaching through the internet connection to high five. You'd be like, "Yeah, Ka-chow! I played that game too." <laughs> you'd be making the title like uh, Godzilla vs King Kong with Peace Walker reference. <laughs> and really not the excited. HD version. No, that is going in the description. <laughs> yeah. Only the PSP version. I don't want any version. like no, false no, no. Peace Walker fans. No, not that HD collection. Play the port. Oh, with a second analog stick? Boo. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Um, I absolutely love the way they decide to get them to meet. Uh, basically, um, Godzilla's going for a hike on Mount Fuji. <laughs> As one does. It's a beautiful place. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, they drop King Kong like near the top of the mountain. And he like slides down about a hundred feet and just like slide kicks Godzilla. <laughs> so funny. That is the most entertaining part of the movie. Maybe. Oh, this whole uh, fight's don't great. This whole fight is uh, God- King Kong picks up Godzilla by the tail mm. and like, judo flips him. It's on the poster. Yes. At one point, Godzilla drop kicks King Kong. That also rules. I, and they go to like weird stop motion. Like there's maybe four frames in that two seconds and it looks terrible, but it's awesome. Yeah, stop so, motion with Godzilla is something that like filmmakers always want to do. I don't know if you guys have seen the deleted uh, stop motion from Godzilla vs. Biolante. No, I have not. Yeah, Toho is always like, mm, no, that's that ain't going to work. Huh. I mean, because Godzilla vs. Biolante makes a lot of sense that there'd be some stop motion in it, mm. considering it's a big like tentacled creature. True. I, I mean, Biolante might be the best looking Godzilla monster. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I think Hedera does look really, really cool. That's um, true. But just like as a believability standpoint, uh, I think Biolante looks... What about looks... Gigan with his uh, chainsaw arms? Wait, <laughs> Steven, Wait. are you not a fan of Gigan? Actually, I think Gigan's used badly in the movies. Gigan is cool in theory. That that it, I've always compared Gigan to Boba Fett in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, that's a really good no, point. No, no, yeah. no. Guys, you're missing somebody who is clearly the Boba Fett in these movies. And okay. that is my good friend, King Caesar. I was about to mention King Caesar. He sucks. Okay. Like, they spent a whole movie talking him up, he comes out, and then he just gets beat up instantly. And it's, so, it's such a shame, because I like the way he moves. It's really nice having, like, that level of movement. Cool design. I love yeah. his powers. Mm. And, then and just like, like yeah, all he does gone. is get beat up, and then he hides, and then he waits for Godzilla to defeat the villain, and then he comes out, <laughs> and then he starts beating up. I think Godzilla's, like, holding um, the baddie in that movie, and then King Caesar starts beating up on him. Yeah. yeah. Like, real, real Boba Fett vibes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember when they had a 10 minute musical uh, number just to wake up King Caesar, though? Oh, endlessly. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can't wait for him to show up. All the film <laughs> Surprisingly, there are so many good Godzilla songs. Like we've mentioned the Hedera song. There's obviously the Mothra song, the Mothra which is, song, has yeah. to be sung at least five times per movie and it's just glorious every time. It really is good. Um, oh. You guys are forgetting, though, that King Caesar in Final Wars uh, soccer kicks uh, Anguirus. Oh, I'm not forgetting that. And then he uh, <laughs> doesn't Godzilla dive to try to, like, stop yes, it? it, it He's like a goalie. It's yep. it's and King uh, uh, Caesar in that movie also does a like do and like his ears pop up when he's surprised. Oh, I I love the the uh, little animatronic ears on yeah. him, especially in the in, in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> I think we covered most of the moments in the. Oh, we forgot to mention the tree. That's oh, probably God, the most the iconic vegetables. moment. Yeah, of, that's yes. the gift you see all the time. Uh, it's very uh, good. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. They they always leave out the best part of it, which is after it's stuck in Godzilla's mouth, he just atomic breathes it, and it just like yeah. smashes into God- King Kong. Do you feel like the very beginning of the the new one was a slight reference to that, or is it just far too much of a reach to say that? No, I think it's definitely a reference to it. I think that Adam Winger knows his Godzilla yeah. and King Kong, so that is, and it being one of the more iconic moments from it, yeah. he would go to it because like in the uh, new version, there's also the got drunken Godzilla hanging from ropes. Which appears yeah. in this one. I'll, I'll, I mean, we're going to get to it, but there's a, quite a lot of callbacks in the in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, yeah. There are. But, but we're, we're going to get to that. I, I do want to finish up this one real quick. Um, I did what, forget to say that this movie does end with King Kong winning, but it does come after Godzilla basically defeats King Kong and then I yeah. mean, there's winning, a thunderstorm. They just kind of both tumble off of a cliff. Yeah, the, the film just ends in the yeah. most confusing way. Every time I watch it, and the three times I've watched it, I'm just it's like, so lame. Oh, that's, that's the end? Yeah, that's it? Oh, okay, I guess. But uh, it, it, there's a specific point where like Godzilla beats King Kong and he has to be like electrocuted back to uh, be able to defeat uh, Godzilla, <sighs> which that comes back in the new one too. And it's even crazier. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. So let, let's uh, transition into Godzilla versus Kong. Um, now, I mean, in how, general, what do you think about this movie? It's fun. That's all I got. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's fun. I think it's doing something of bringing two IPs together and having them fight in a very competent and colorful way. If I was a very young child and I saw this movie without any expectations of pace and st- or characters, mm. I think this would be my favorite movie of all time. And <laughs> Just... having um, kind of sat through a lot of Godzilla films and kind of readjusting expectations, I can enjoy yes. it for what it is and what yes. it represented at the time of its release. Um, does it line up with like you know modern sensibilities? No. no. There's still a lot to enjoy, especially when Godzilla and King Kong go at it. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it reminded me more than I thought it would have actually most of the Versus films, which mm-hmm. is when you think about it, I like most of these films because I'm like, no, I just like the third act of these movies. And I think yeah. the, the, the final act of this movie is really good. Yeah, like, it's it is a really good. really good fight scene. with some. It's, there's some decisions in it that I don't like very much, but there's some stuff I'm like, yeah, this is what you can do with this money and this scale and these designs. This is terrific. Speaking but, yeah, of designs, everything though, before I have that. a very important question, which is what is your favorite Godzilla design? Oh, I meant to get to this because I wanted to say that the suit in King Kong versus Godzilla wasn't very good. No, it's not very good. Well, it's a a kind of cat-eye Godzilla suit um, that they would return to, especially in the Millennium era. Personally, I love my Godzilla's lumpy with ping-pong eyes. 
So mm. like late period Showa, yes. where he looks like he's being kind of held together with glue. <laughs> I think that's probably my funnest Godzilla. That especially if he's doing kind of kitty shenanigans. But I can understand <laughs> why they go with the very kind of like, you know, uh, more uh, slit-eyed Godzilla, like in this mm-hmm. one, or or cat-eyed Godzilla is how it's often described. And the I, later I, ones. I, I do think they do the cat eye best in the Mothra versus Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. But um, personally for me, it's early Heisei movies. I think they do the best yeah. job of making it look believable as far as a man in a rubber suit can be. Yeah. And just, just, just to save myself a bit, because I do really like Shin Godzilla. And I was a bit negative on it earlier. I, I, every design in that movie is just phenomenal. It really every is. way he looks is just brilliant in such different but really cool ways. <laughs> My argument would be, but how will he fight another monster? <laughs> <laughs> I what if the monster was, was humanity out, there were rumors that like um the director was getting like two people to stand on top of each other <laughs> in a suit to play godzilla and i was like oh man can't wait for that yeah i think that movie actually does a really good of mo- m- mixing the sort of rubber suit with a lot of cgi yeah i don't really believe job. there's any rubber suit in that movie Unless I'm mistaken. What I believe it was, it's sort of like with like Andy Zirkus and Planet of the Apes where they they did the rubber suit. They sort of shot it mocap and then they CGI'd over it to make it look more realistic. And that's about as well as I think as you could do a CGI sort Mm. of thing. It looks really good. It does look really good. But as far as as design purposes go, I think the early Heisei movies, um, it's it's the best... It, it does, and um, he's still like a chunky, thick boy. And yeah, that's... I think that well, Heisei, he's a little stiff, so he that one of the reasons he doesn't fight very much. He's an old man now, you know. Yeah, he's gone through a lot. I, I kind of don't mind that. I, I get why people don't like the beam sort of. <laughs> I like the thing. beam. I'm pro beam. Ugh, boring. I I, 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 I kind of am until it got to Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, and I was like, oh, that movie is so you... boring. It really is. It's probably the most boring Godzilla movie. Hmm. It's maybe not That's the worst. Question. What is the but most boring Godzilla movie? A lot Space of them are very boring. definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. I think because uh, the title is so cool and like the idea of a Space Godzilla is so cool and the reality of it is just like, <laughs> oh God. Let's make another Godzilla. He is also big and cannot move. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I give it on Letterboxd? Ooh, a brutal three stars for a Godzilla oh. movie. <laughs> the the uh, most boring Godzilla movie is the first of the anime ones. Like, uh, I, oh, I that's didn't even true. watch I the completely forgot. Ones. I read some reviews when it came out, and I was like, this is not something I'm going to be liking. Nope. Colorless, people talking, mm. barely any giant monsters. Why, why, why would you make it animated if you can't put as many giant <laughs> monsters as you can? Yeah, I know, I know. And the animation <laughs> is bad. The animation is so bad, but it's so funny. The movie, like, the first 94% of the movie is boring nothing. And oh. then they have a 6% of a twist and some interesting twist monster. twist is really thing. cool. But, yeah, but like both time, both the first two movies, they end on a really interesting note where you're like, why couldn't that have been the whole movie? <laughs> yes. Maybe if it carries over into the next movie, it'll finally be good. They tricked me twice. They did. They did. They did. Yeah. It, it's terrible. It's Going back to twice designs. They, twi- they twitch, uh, tricked you three times. If you watch no, because the first one, I had, I had no expectations for the first one. Um, <laughs> But I'm kind of excited to... for the uh, Godzilla. I think it's a Netflix series in Japan. Oh um, yeah, the animated. I saw the first episode, and unfortunately, it's very talky, uh, uh... which made me a little bit nervous. But when it all comes out, I'll probably check it out. In terms of Godzilla designs, uh, there is of course the other Godzilla design, which is Green Godzilla from the American posters. Mm. Where they just make him green for no reason. What's your opinion on Green Godzilla? Uh, uh sure. 
Uh, it doesn't really bother me that much. I do like when he's called King Kong on the German posters and the German titles. <laughs> what about when he's called Gigantus? Mm, I will have none of that. Boo. Gigantus, yeah. the fire monster. I do not recognize mm. you in this uh, arena. It's Hell true. No. Absolutely not. Um, actually, a good way to start this uh, conversation on the new Godzilla, though, is sort of what do you think of the uh, Paramount Universal Godzilla look? He's okay. Yeah, His fine. face yeah. is a little too little for me. I 100% agree with that point. Um, they weird. They weirdly try to still make him like chunky, thick boy, but have some of like the aerodynamic quality of the Millennium mm-hmm. Godzilla, mo- and it, it doesn't completely fit for me. But I think as far as a, a Hollywood movie is going to try to make a Godzilla look, it's they did a pretty damn good job. When they do a close up on his face and they make him like do the little like smoke coming out of his mouth, it always looks really cool. And then when I see yeah. the whole thing, sometimes I'm like, this is a strange looking thing. I mean, I'd rather him look like that than look like the T-Rexes they kept trying to make him uh, into. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Emmerich film, and then there was the one Ugh. that like Godzilla 3D they were supposed to make before that, where he was just a T-Rex. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> that, if I want see, a T-Rex, I'll see a Jurassic Park film. Not, that's not Godzilla. <laughs> when we talked about like if i'm if i need like one big like sound to like m- match the audios too i can just go to me and steven at the same time <laughs> yeah. that 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 will be it <clears throat> anyway to start off this movie uh brian tyree Hen- brian tyree henry um is a conspiracy theory podcaster that's like Ugh. deep undercover in like godzilla apex thing can I can I discover this again? I know I'm a pedant, but like when it's revealed <laughs> oh, that he has that like the sentence with "I'm not a pedant." No, I said I know I am. I know I am. I'm very oh, much know a pedant. You are. Okay. I'm very aware. I know my reputation. But when they reveal this guy's got like 300 episodes, like what is he talking about? <laughs> that everybody seems to be aware of. I mean, I don't yeah. follow any kind of like conspiracy stuff, which is usually associated with like right wing conspiracies. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of videos. It was recently revealed to me that the creator of Earthworm Jim, a very bad man, Doug Tenapple, uh, he does a YouTube thing. It's like conspiracy stuff. He does like five to ten videos a god. day. Oh my god. But this guy has got 300 podcasts, just uses his own voice, is a public employee of this company. And they're like, who is this man? I'm like, it does not seem very difficult to work this out. No. He's just another cog in the machine. Um, uh, true, true. Yeah, the, uh, the higher ups just don't care. Just buying lots of bleach, you'd go to the first shop you find and you ask for bleach and you find him. That's how it works. And that was the like, weirdest thing. Oh my god. But how popular is this podcast too? Because it seems like a lot of people know what it is. Yeah, so it I get have some popularity. Like Millie Bobby Brown brings up and Kyle Chandler's like, stop listening to that podcast. If you were <laughs> yeah. Okay, that bit really annoyed me. All right, I would sorry love again. it if he was like, you know, have you ever um, had some problems with stamps? <laughs> well, go to stamps.com. <laughs> But like halfway, when they go on that journey, and like they're going there because of the whole bleach plan, and it's implied they've been driving for a long time, and he's just like, "Oh, you've been listening to this for hours," and she goes, "For this reason," and then it's just him saying bleach. I'm like, "You listen to seven hours of podcasts, so he can say the one thing you knew already." <laughs> listen, they had to listen to something. They had already <laughs> listened to uh, what are popular podcasts these days? Joe Rogan, I guess. Uh, serial just on repeat just all the yes, serial they can listen to only the first season though uh they don't uh you know discuss the second and was there a third season of serial i do not know there must have been who knows uh, but i do want to quickly bring up i do and i i, I stand by this opinion 100 percent of the time that brighton tyree henry is like the greatest actor of this new generation of actors i i he's 
like perfect and to see him in do, such do, a do bad mean, movie do you, was... mean all, do you mean all actors of all time no it, of this generation like this new like maybe 20 to 35 sort of class yeah if it, if it wasn't for the news yesterday i would have said my boiler keith stanfield but then the news yesterday has been so upsetting about that so yeah okay it's really bad but imagine how he felt acting alongside adam sandler in uncut gems if that's how who he is mm. you mean punch drunk loves adam sandler oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, halloween's adam sandler Hubie <laughs> <laughs> halloween oh my god um but no, I, the only person I could, could compare Brian Tyree Henry to is um, his co-star in Widows, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. I think they are one and two, the best actors of this new crop. Um, they're both perfect. And it, it was just kind of a bummer to see him be in such a He's poor... given such bad lines and like he really tries, but it's you cannot make those things funny. And he is there as a comic relief and everything he says, I'm just like, I, I hate you. I don't hate him because it's Brian Tyree Henry, but... But, I hate what he represents though as well because yeah, he's that fringe yeah. conspiracy nut and I'm like, oh, I, I, don't not, I do not like this. He really did do some Alex Jones talking points at certain points and I was like, this, no, no. Anyway, so he, he and Millie Bobby Brown and yeah. the New Zealand kid from Wilder People in Deadpool 2. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, in other Which movies, I think that yeah, guy's kind of fun. Anything but, uh, to do. They're like, ooh, they're popular in indie films. Let's cast them in our Godzilla picture. You want to give them some material? No, no. Just their presence will be enough. But it's 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 clearly direction, though. And I, I hate this because I actually yeah, like so the actually, first couple of the films of Adam Wingard. I love. I think Your Next is brilliant. And I think The Guest is brilliant. And I've not seen any other stuff that he's done. And I was like, yeah, make him do this movie. Cool. And every performance in this film is bad. And that must be the direction, because it's all so flat. And like the script just feels just like a script. And if someone says something, it's like, how about we say nothing? Then the action is pretty good. But even that the action, a lot of it is filmed as if they were people, which I don't really like very much. There are lots of like shots that humanise the scale. There's one mm-hmm. scene partway through that weirdly annoys me, where it's a really cool moment where... Um, I forget which way around it is. I think it's, yeah, King Kong picks up a plane and throws it at Godzilla. What a cool moment. And rather than having just the arc of the plane, we cut to inside the plane, outside the plane, blah, blah. And it just, like, cuts up the action so much, these, like, five different perspectives for no reason of this sense of, like, the quick cutting that would make a human-on-human fight seem much faster just does not have any business in a Godzilla movie where it's just, like, keep it out wide and let them punch each other. Yeah, I was going to jump in and be like, I disagree about sense. the shooting them I, like I, people stuff. But you basically got to the point at the end, which is, yeah, keep it wide. Yeah. Let them fight. Don't uh, set it on the ground all the time to give them scales. Like, we get mm. it. They're giant. <laughs> like, it's boring to watch it from that angle, which is a big problem with Godzilla King of the Monsters. He's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am a Godzilla King of the Monsters defender. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm a big. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do you do like Final I, I kind of am, too. Oh, no, how dare you? Final <laughs> It's a masterpiece. I mean, listen, we're all wrong about stuff in life, and yeah, <laughs> I know th- th- this is Stephen and my stuff yeah, to be yeah, wrong no, about. For sure. Yeah, the the first two movies definitely kind of do that low angle shot yeah, so much uh, of the time. So much, and I think it, I do think it kind of works in the 2014 mm. version because if Garrett, if Gar- it's, it's Gareth Evans, yeah, right? that's the name of the director. Because Evans is the raid guy, isn't he? Yes, that's right. Uh, people get both that's confused it. all the time. I heard a crazy anecdote. From somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So take it with a grain of salt. George Lucas? That Ryan Johnson did some reshoots (laughs) on the Godzilla movie. 
Ooh, because Garris, Garris Edwards is famous for being fired from stuff and being replaced by someone else. Like yeah. that happened on uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I will say if like there's one thing he's good at though, it's shooting scale. Mm. Mm. And that's he he does do that well with Godzilla and like with Rogue One. Rogue One is is a good Star Wars movie. It's not one of my favorites, but like the the stuff he does with De- the Death Star in the yeah. 80s looks really compelling at least. The stuff either he does or whoever um, he's replaced with does is very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, like Tony Gilroy or whoever took True. Over yeah, I, God Yeah, knows. yeah. Um, Did you ever see his first yeah, movie, Yeah, so Monsters? to finish up... No, I didn't. I, I didn't, meant to. That is I've a KJU film. I don't like it very much, though, because it's a very serious one, like, showing the monsters from, like, only, like, you know, uh, furtive angles. You barely see them. The design of them are kind, is kind of dull as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds a lot like the Mudos in the... That's cool. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, I guess that's just an aesthetic that he likes. Yeah, I mean, well, so... Cause, cause I, I remember the movie coming out and the context around it was he was a special effects guy yes. that just like, he had the budget for a camera and just his knowledge. And that was why that film got him on the map because they're like, I mean, this film was made by so little money. And it was just like, you can make a kind of film out of it. It was like, made for little stuff. money, but it wasn't made for like no money. <laughs> True. But, yeah. Um, anyway, to finish up at least the Brian Tyree Henry arc, I'm going to kind of break it up between three arcs. Cause that's, <laughs> Oh my God. God We're the movie does not need hours. three arcs. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, the three of them, Brian Tyree Harry, Millie Bobby Brown, and I, I, I hate to keep on referring to him as Wilder People Dude, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't have my notes. Basically, Judas Priest fan. What is it? Judas Priest fan. Fan of Judas Priest. Drives up, listening to Breaking the Law. That's all that I know. Julian about. Dennison. Julian Dennison. Okay. Um,. But yeah, Judas Priest fan. Um, I thought you said his name was Judas Priest fan. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I mean, it might be. <laughs> and uh, what's his name again, Justin? Julian Dennison. That sounds quite a lot like Judas Priest, man. Uh, pretty close. Yeah, okay, I was right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong about Godzilla Final War. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they like they break into Apex and like they're trying to figure out like what's going on. They're all conspiracy theories. So that's that's them. Now we move over to like the yep. King Kong plot. Now. King Kong is in a prison. Uh, just Kong, please. Yeah, Kong is legal reasons. We cannot call him King Kong. Thank you. Uh, he has yet to be, you know. Don't sue us, Given Toho. that ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be Toho. It would probably be uh, whoever Again, Prince owns Charles. the Prince right Charles. Yeah, to, uh... yeah, Prince Charles. Don't sue us, Prince Charles. Uh, you know what, Prince Charles? Sue me. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, it's Edgar G. Wallace owns the rights, the famous mystery novel who wrote the first plot synopsis for uh, King Kong. <laughs> uh. So, uh, he, he Kong, Kong who bows to no one is trapped inside <laughs> this weird prison thing in yeah. the Arctic. He's friends with a deaf native girl of Skull Island, which is a little weird. Um He's watched over. They're just pals. It's really strange. They are just friends in a Actually way. Actually that... played by a deaf actor. Yeah, which is really good. Good. I didn't know that. That's nice to hear. Um, anyway, so and then there's Rebecca Ferguson there. Yep. Then Demain Bashir, <laughs> just who... a blank cipher, nothing really to do. She, She's in the movie. She gets yes. to say the line "Kong bows to no one." <laughs> good enough for me. Um, and then. So there's Lexi Skarsgård and Domain Bashir. <laughs> Lexi Skarsgård. <sighs> can we? I did want to write out Alexander Skarsgård in my notes. I I get the 
that he is an attractive man, but he is not good at acting. I'm he sorry. He is so boring in this movie, though. <laughs> He's so boring. W- weren't you guys invested that his brother died trying to go to Hollow Earth the first time? I, I was very confused. This film this film feels like I missed the film before it because they yeah. keep right? referring to so many things. Like it, Hollow like, Earth, Imagine Scar-Star if just brother. the Avengers came out. Imagine if the Avengers came out and you're like, sorry, who are any of these characters? Because they keep being like, oh, these well, people have this have memory, for genetic memory. The Justice League that does that. I, I am banned from talking about that. I will lose listeners from my opinions on sex and justice leaks. So let's move away from that. Wait, no, no, um, no, 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 no. We're gonna have to do this, Stephen. That movie is abysmal. That movie is utterly abysmal, well, and like a four-hour, a four-hour bad not a movie. Very uh, controversial opinion. Yeah, no, that, I mean, b- both versions are abysmal, and there are people out there that want to say the four-hour bad movie is better than the two-hour bad movie. You know what? One of them is two hours. <laughs> One of them is directed by Joss Whedon, though. Yeah, no, true. Trash. And um, I, I don't like either director, even before no. the, the Josh Whedon stuff. I, if you'll learn one thing about me is I don't really like really quippy dialogue. So like Guy Ritchie, mm-hmm. Shane Black, Quentin Tarantino, Look, Avengers like movies. Of those, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Of those, I'm like, yeah, Shane Black's good though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he makes good movies, but like the way he writes the dialogue yeah, just Predator, never really... Predator, you love Predator. Yeah. That movie sucks. <laughs> But like the way the dialogue. Oh wait 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 wait! You just said Predator sucks. The sorry, the Predator, the one that he made. Yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Oh. Not not Predator, Predator. That's awesome. No, not Predator. Predator's I have awesome. other inside dirt on that movie that it was edited to hell. You know that movie's missing a whole last act where it the feels like it. team up with two other Predators to take down the new one that showed up. Are you res- are you saying release the um the yeah black release cut? The, the black cut? <laughs> well, that I am saying that. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> So I, I don't like Joss Whedon anyway, just because I don't really vibe with sort of his style. It's it's like for me, like this sounds like a really horrible thing to say, where it's one of those things where it's kind of convenient for me that Lars von Trier is like a total Nazi and a shitbag because like, like I don't movies. like his because I don't like his movies. Yeah, so I, I don't no really like Lars von Trier movies either. But yeah, you do love Woody Allen's films though, but you hate that nervous guy that always stars in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, so like I, I don't think either. I didn't see the Zack Snyder Justice League. I just don't want to waste my time. But I didn't it's like bad. I didn't like the other one. I watched it on a plane to Seattle and also bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, um, I don't think you're going to lose followers, Stephen. You're okay. Okay, but I mean, yeah. Just the Letterbox Discord Hive is going to turn against. Oh him. no! Like, <laughs> oh, they know. They know my opinions. Wait, wait, wait what's that, Stephen? You don't like Michael Mann movies either. You hate him. You think his <laughs> visual style is terrible. <laughs> Okay, that will get Letterbox riled up. Yeah. I like the ones that I've seen. Yeah. Oh, Steven, Steven, just let, we got to keep moving. It was a bit, it was a bit, we were joking. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael Mann made the best Hannibal movie, you know. Uh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Oh, you like the transphobic one? Fine. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of Hannibal <laughs> Rising, where he learns martial arts. And, you know. <laughs> look, look, again, we can talk about problematic movies. That are still very good movies. <laughs> no, no, Sons of the Lambs is a kick-ass movie. It's really good. It, it is really good. Um, and as well as you could handle that sort of really shitty... Uh, what is the writer of Silence of the Lambs originally? Tom I get him confused yeah, with, the, with Robert Harris and Thomas Harris. And I keep Thomas getting Harris, yeah. the wrong way around. Um, I think it's Thomas Harris. A, a, as well as you can try to take that subject and put it into a movie, they did... I mean, Demi's a pretty yeah. sensitive director and... I mean, he sensitively shoots. All right, David so Byrne. you defended um, uh, Sounds of the Lambs. Now defend Hannibal Rising, the one that I mentioned. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, okay. Fine, okay. Then. So, <laughs> where did we go? 
Manhunter's uh, we a good movie. That's right, about... Michael Mann. I've, I have right. not no, seen no, no, Manhunter, that's... though. It's really yeah, we're good. trying to reverse though. How do we get back to Godzilla King Kong versus Godzilla Godzilla versus King Kong? Uh, Lexi Skarsgård. Right, that's right. Lexi Skarsgård. <laughs> the this lesser Skarsgård. Anyway, of several Skarsgårds. Yeah. He's deep down in my Skarsgård ranking. Yep, I agree. Letterbox needs to add a feature where we can rank like directors and actors and stuff. But only Skarsgårds. That's Skarsgård, terrible. Please. That's essentially Facebook. Like, <laughs> original form. I mean, ranking movies is already weird. Ranking human beings gets into, like, territory. Also, Letterboxd should add a feature that I can rate these human beings on a scale of... <laughs> well, no, don't do that. But, like, if, like I, I wish I could rate, like, directors or something. Like, rate the directors of the 90s or something. That would be fun. I um, say that there should be no more lists on Letterboxd. No more rankings. I know. I have one list that is great. Um which I'm going to read out. It's a very stupid list. It has two movies, and the, the list is called Films in Which Characters in State-Run Institutions Declare That Other People Should Read the Works of Fritz Fanon. <laughs> wow. Very it includes Judas and the Black Messiah and 35 Shots of Rum. I think there'll be nothing else ever on that list, but it's a good list. <laughs> yeah, only that. Only joke lists, and that's it. That's all that a box can do. Okay, well, I, I have a very list-prone mindset. I'm a... I'm a bird watcher. I uh, I do like I do a lot of things where I can make lists out of it. So I'm very list. Yeah, obsessed. I you know what I used to be a huge list fan um, when I was first getting into movies. But then I would make lists and be like, I want to watch all of these, and then never return to it. Yeah, the fun is making the list. I I do that. Um, yeah, it's my own weird thing. I think that uh, I do have a bunch of lists on Letterbox because I have like films that rip off Die Hard, Evil Dead ripoffs. <laughs> Those those make sense though. Yeah, films that take place over one night. Love those kind of movies. Yeah. Mm. Um I love movies so, that take Lexi place over one So Lexi Skarsgård. Yeah, Lexi <laughs> the lesser Skarsgård. Uh he is talking with Domaine Bashir and Domaine Bashir is like Hollow Earth and he's like, sure. He's like my brother. So he goes to Rebecca Ferguson is like Hollow Earth and she's like nah and he's like yeah. <laughs> and so that's how this plot gets started and they take King Kong, they put him on a raft on a boat. So, yep, reference good. Reference number one. Um, we missed out the first Godzilla attack though, which because it's so confusing, I guess, just Godzilla just appears out of nowhere and attacks a facility. Yeah. Anyway, that happens. Um, but now the probably besides the end fight, the best fight in the movie is uh, them on the boat. Mm. Which, for the, some reason, when they got on the boat, I just heard the Lonely Island song in my head. But, um, yeah, like, uh, when we were talking about, like, shoot the monster action wide shots, there's a reason why the show, the picture we always see of that movie is the wide shot of the boats and them on it. And King Kong just, like, right hooking Godzilla into an oblivion. Oh, it's great. It is great. Um, lots of awesome shots in that. The ending of it's very confusing, where it's just, like, Godzilla just decides to leave because they the power's turn shut down? the power out. I'm like, why don't you do that at the beginning then if that works? Like, I have no answers. Justin, yeah. do you have anything? No, I mean, it's one way to do it based on hey, it rules worked. that we've never seen. Because the problem is that like King Kong has to lose this fight yeah. so he can come yeah. back in the next one, right? So it's like, how can you get Godzilla to leave? Yeah, how I can mean, this maybe fight he's the like, death I'm bored now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he could have killed King Kong and they bring him back to life somehow. Mecha which they also Kong. do at the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. Mecha Kong. Yes. 
Oh, that'd be great. They like give him half a, a mecha body, mm. uh, and that's how he fights at the end. Mm. Out of curiosity, because you guys play mo- more video games than me, have you ever played the Destroy All Monsters for the GameCube? No. Nope. Okay. Sorry about that. The one video game I've played. Um, <laughs> the one video is, game. Is, that is, is it Zelda. good? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so back to the sort of Brian Tyree Henry Millie Bobby Brown thing. Um, they break into the place. They find out that uh, Dr. Sarazawa and Domain Bashir are making a Mecha Godzilla to stop Godzilla, and that's why Godzilla's mad because he doesn't want. Uh, I have an issue here, which is. Oh, you have one issue. to Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> being um killing one of the skull crawlers from the king kong movie skull island uh-huh. wouldn't it have though. been great if it had been like king caesar or something like that oh man if they're just like thrown in just like a random well, like, show yeah and, and then like mecha godzilla just like rips them apart but remember in like king of the monsters <laughs> where they minya what if minya was just there <laughs> that would make me uh, so sad i would I'd turn the movie off and throw <laughs> it out the window same R- yeah. remember in the um King of the Monsters movie where like they show just a bunch of random kaiju that sort of like start appearing. Yeah, and you're like, and I'm like looking all over, and I'm like, wait, what? I don't it's know. Co-hosting. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. think they allow them to use the monsters. Yeah, because it's like there, it's a giant spider. There was oh, one large spider. I thought it was giant Kamanga, spider though. It's a different it, one. It's not Kamanga, yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's a different smog monster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or it's like, wait, is that like? Um, uh, thing with tusks from one of the movies. Like, okay, the it, thing with tusks is an awesome monster. You can draw it. You can toy it. Like <laughs> it's different yeah. from Godzilla, so you can make it into an interesting matchup. Why isn't that the main monster in one of these? I movies? got confused because I thought it was like the walrus from the one where the planets <laughs> crash into each other. Please, I am the walrus. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, okay. We're talking about the fights ended. They were on the boats. Now we have another Godzilla reference. This is sort of a reference to Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, where they use Godzilla's skeleton yeah. as the Godzilla suit's like base, and in this one they use Ghidorah's head from King of King of the Monsters as sort of the base brain head thing i don't there's know there's no way that its soul could possess king K- uh the uh, <laughs> mechagodzilla monster and become a villain right no 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 that could never happen yeah so i mean as soon as that happened i knew exactly where we were going with this oh, movie yeah because, you know because yeah. it would be boring if it was just a human controlling yeah uh mechagodzilla right because then it's not like a character mm-hmm. yeah i do like the visual though i, I like the the setup they've got yeah, like yeah, the yeah. things coming out of the skull it looks real cool and it goes where you want it to go so I'm a fan. i mean where i want it to go is that the uh, king Ghidorah um soul possesses mechagodzilla and then transforms into <laughs> mecha king Ghidorah somehow three heads yeah T- talking about how things look what did you guys think of the mechagodzilla design compared to the mechagodzilla designs of the past uh, I love fine. it. I think he's a little too rubbery, but that's because they make him do a lot of like fighting stuff. Okay, this was probably my least favorite Mechagodzilla design, but Aww. I love all I really Mechagodzilla. Like it. I like the way he moves. I like the, the he's just like push, pushing himself forward with those little jets all the time. Yeah, and like rocket powered punches. I like that. Mm. Okay, when I say it's my least favorite, it's because I like all of them. I do really like okay, this true. design. It's just I was shocked he never used rainbow eyes. That's like his one thing. I do like those rainbow eyes. They're very cool. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a 
Me- Mechagodzilla back there. I've, that's like the one like little toy I have um, that my friend got me when she was in Japan. So Cute. yeah, um, yeah. So the Me- they can't activate Mechagodzilla because they don't have enough power. And I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted like Scotty from Star Trek to come and be like, "We need more power, sir." <laughs> or they realize that King Kong loves electricity and that's going to be the issue. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, G- King Kong's going down to Hollow Earth right now because there's a power source in Hollow Earth. Hollow oh Earth is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in a Godzilla movie. And that includes gorilla or cockroach alien. Uh, it includes talking monsters with subtitle yeah. bul- bubble. Like the Hollow Earth was wild. I don't know. So it, Hollow Earth could looks have been crazier, cool. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like how it looks. It doesn't need to be in the movie at all. And like, I don't know. There is my two main issues with the film, which are like very me issues to have, are like the again the weird like political bent of it. That at the moment that we've got a film coming out about a fringe conspiracist who is going against what the government are like are telling him what to think, and then it shows that he is correct to think those things is just not the kind of arc that we need at the moment. No. Um, considering <laughs> yes. uh, No, morality. we should believe in governmental institutions. Oh my god, that, 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 that stuff was horrendous. I'd be like, I've been blacklisted by everyone, and I was right all along. I'm like, please, just don't do that movie. And then the other weird connotation, which is not the movie's fault at all, I do like setting in Hong Kong at the end. It's a really cool visual and like the city of light looks amazing. <sighs> but when you when you end your film with the city of Hong Kong being like brutalized by yeah, it's a, real a great big presence, in mainland China. It's like, ooh, there is a connotation here that maybe you should have thought about for a second. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kinda tired of monsters fighting in giant neon. Pacific Rim did it. This Godzilla. This movie looked did it. way too okay, much like so- Pacific Rim. And yeah. so you want you want you want the wasteland from the previous one where it's yes, just mud please. and they just stand there. I'm actually a big fan of Pacific Rim. The second one, Uprising. Didn't um, see it. I didn't even see it because it, it looks so bad. No, yeah. it feels goofier and more anime than uh, the first one, which treated like a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear it's the final wars of the series. <laughs> which one? Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I could say that. I mean, you got Charisma Dynamo, Scott Eastwood at the center of it. There you go. Just a black hole of, a, of an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least you got John, John Boyega. Boyega. John Boyega's like, always yeah. charismatic in anything. Yeah, that's right. To, to kind of like even it out. They're like, oh, John Boyega's too charismatic. Let's get Scott Eastwood in here in the like two year period where he starred in, co starred in every movie. Kind of did. Um, I, I mean, you guys got to like them destroying Fenway Park, though, in the. King, King yeah, of the Monsters. I wish they hadn't done it in like a giant dust cloud where yeah. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Like, every if I could t- see any of that movie, it would be great, yeah. but I can't. God, the Arctic where it's like, I, all I can see is snow. I feel like that's gotta be like, there's one some creative hand in there that's going like, ooh, if we see the monsters, it'll be too goofy, so let's step back away from that. I've heard it's just because it's hard to CGI them and so they can no, make it look... No, I've talked to visual effects people and that's not that's not the case. <laughs> Oh wow! I think it's like an aesthetic decision of like if we hide it, it'll look better. That's even worse of an argument, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. Just show me the monsters. Show me the monsters. Yes, uh, that 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 is the tagline of this podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> great movies podcast Tom, with Roger Tom Ebert. Says. Show me the show monsters. Me the monsters. <laughs> show me the monsters. <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically they're in Hollow Earth. There's this weird sequence where it's like flippity flip, and then 
Uh, King Kong gets an axe, and he like that he... really confused me. Why does he have an axe? Why does because he have a doctor, it's like, fucking cool? Axe? That's the best part. It is of cool. Also, uh, it's very clear that there used to be a race of King Kongs that live in the Hollow Earth that fought Godzillas, and that's why that axe is there. Yeah, uh, I don't care for that. Oh man! Every time we say King Kong, we're gonna be charged. Like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. So Kong, Prince Regent Kong. There, there, there's just gonna we're be not, these weird, uh, like, liable. Me and the guests. So. There, there's gonna be these weird edited, deleted sections right before the word Kong. Yeah, it's like, and then it's Kong. <laughs> I just put, put put a bleep over it every time. They're like, what oh, are they man. saying? So it sounds like we're saying. Like, I'm a totally gonna do that. I have a saved audio bleep. Like, I can actually do bleep that. Kong. Yeah. I'm gonna keep saying <laughs> Kong then. Kong, Kong, Kong. <laughs> It's gonna sound. Do you guys watch Arrested Development? Yeah. Yes. It's gonna be like that part where Buster just starts cussing in the second episode, and it's just this like string of bleeps. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's everything that Steven just did right there. <laughs> <laughs> My editor plane is gonna explode. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he grabs an ask. He activates this like weird Hollow Earth energy and. Domain Bashir's daughter's there, and she's like, ha ha, we have the Hollow Earth energy. And she starts flying out of the Hollow Earth, and Kong grabs the ship and just like, huh, <laughs> smashes it. It's awesome. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie, too. That bit, that bit is good. That bit is good. Um, now, King Kong notices that Mechagodzilla is activated, and Kong has activated the Hollow Earth energy. Weird stuff. Anyway, so he decides to boost his atomic breath and shoot it straight down to drill through the earth into the hollow earth. I guess the hollow earth is only like 10 meters down. Yeah. The, which is, it's weird that we've never found it before. That, yeah. like, it's just literally there. We're like, oh, it turns out we never dug. We just stopped digging after a point. <laughs> yeah. Now, I got really annoyed with the scene for absolutely no good reason. And knowing where your guys' fandom lies, you're going to be with me on this. Is we know what happens when Godzilla bre- takes his atomic press and blows straight down. Is he rockets up into the air and mm. fucking flies. Yeah, that's yes, right. He, he should does. be sliding around on his tail. We, we should. We need to play that little like trumpet music, like dun 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 dun. It's like flying away. Yeah. Just imagine how good that would look if he just did just, just did just take off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. So I, I was a little annoyed by that, but whatever. Um. Basically, now it's the titular uh, Godzilla versus Kong fight. Um, Godzilla laughs at one point, which I think through 36 movies, I don't know if he's ever fully laughed before. He's never found anything funny. It's the first time he's been like, that's actually quite funny. Is that someone's doorbell? It is my doorbell, but don't worry, it's being dealt with. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, how dare you ring his doorbell? <laughs> King Kong? Kong here? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, as my oh, lawyer no. tell me, I have to call myself Kong. Oh no, it's the money people. They've said yeah. I've said Kong Mr. too much. Kong, please. Um, anyway, so, basically they fight. Uh, uh, Kong puts up a good fight. Um, he does. The axe is cool. I love the part, and they show this in the trailer, where he, like, swings the axe down, and, like, Godzilla's, like, Atomic breathing the axe and it's it's just cool, but um, uh, I'm Kong kind of has this his... fight. 
I remember Adam Wingard saying, like, you'll see someone will genuinely win. And it's Godzilla. Yeah. Of course he's the one yeah. that wins. Not even a contest, really. Yeah. I mean, I really don't even know how you would logic your way into it. But um, I do think they do something interesting here. Because Me- Mechagodzilla activates, basically. And the Gitar of Mine takes over. It kills yeah. Domain Bashir. It electrocutes Sarazawa. And it kind of... Mechagodzilla kind of beats Godzilla. And at this point, it's like all hope is lost. You know, whatever. No, let, let's so, be so they sing the Mothra song. Mechagodzilla of Kong had just given him some space. <laughs> this is when they sing the Mothra song. They bring Mothra back. Okay, please. That would have made my whole day. Because, um, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, and then like King Caesar's like, could somebody <laughs> say my name? Are we playing songs now? I think yeah. we have mentioned King Caesar in this podcast more than anyone has in the last, like, five more years. More than in the film he is in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decide they need to defibrillate Kong. Kong. Um, Every time you describe a plot point in this movie, I'm like, this movie is so stupid. I really wanted them to just be like, all right. I think you're trying to say good instead of Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted them to get like the like the electric pulse they needed to shock Kong alive completely wrong and just electrocute him to death. Electric you know, Kong? that axe, I think the only thing that would have been better if it was like a musical axe, like an electric guitar and like King Kong mm. is like rocking out. Because what can he do that Godzilla can? He's got fingers. He can play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> those those opposable thumbs come in handy. Yeah, Godzilla's only weakness: hard rock and heavy metal. <laughs> Take this arpeggio, Godzilla. You know, I'm in a yeah. movie uh, Facebook group, and there was like a discussion, like which is better. And one person said Kong has dispo- has opposable thumbs, therefore he beats Godzilla. And I just said, like, lol, Godzilla has atomic breath. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like anyone who says that King Kong is better than Godzilla. Get out of here. Thank That's you. All I have to say. Get yeah. off our podcast. Thanks yeah. for listening to What are you doing on here? Two hours. Did it invite you? Now that you listen to two hours, please leave. We appreciate <laughs> your listening. We've been standing in the corner. I felt a little bit uncomfortable about saying anything. <laughs> but So, like, so Kong wakes up and he's like supercharged with the electricity, which reminds me a lot of, like, as we said, King Kong versus Godzilla sort of thing. Yeah, it's a direct, mm. it's a definitely a direct reference. Um, And he, I mean, Godzilla definitely helps him, but. He's kind of the one to take out Mechagodzilla in the end, for the most part. Yeah, God, it, you know, it's like opening a jar, right? Like, Godzilla it's it up for him. That's a perfect description. But I, I think it's interesting that they had Godzilla beat King Kong, Mechagodzilla beat Godzilla, and Godzilla and Kong beat Mechagodzilla. It was this weird holy, rock, paper, scissors sorts of thing. Well, it's, it's again, a real King Caesar kind of thing. Yeah. King Caesar <laughs> comes in at the end, and he's like, oh, yeah, I defeated you now, after Godzilla did all the work. Well, referencing back to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, I thought it was sort of like the original Mechagodzilla, where it was like, oh, wait, why is Godzilla angry? Oh, wait, this is actually the wrong... That's what I thought, too, that it would be oh, revealed so to be cool. a Mechagodzilla. But it, it was it's still kind of like we're going after the wrong monster here, um, mm-hmm. and then Godzilla actually... The actual Godzilla has to come fight Mechagodzilla. Um, so, basically, they beat Mechagodzilla, and they just sort of do this, like, bro, what's up? And then they kind of, like, walk away, and... Uh, it's kind of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then like a newspaper reporter takes a photo and it's like Godzilla and King Kong together again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How amazing would it have been if they looked at each other, they like nodded or whatever, turned around and started destroying Hong Kong? 
It's <laughs> like ripping it to shreds. Well, then we'd have to talk a little bit more about the Chinese representation in Hollywood That's media. Right. But then they head over to mainland China and they destroy that as well. Equal <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> and then they head over to America and destroy, they just destroy everything. Yep. The world. Yeah. And it ends with them like sitting on thrones and they're like giving each other high fives. Yeah. But they're not kings. They're on thrones, but they're not kings. No, they're not kings. Yeah, they don't believe in that. They believe in democracy. <laughs> okay. So if if we're going by the watch the throne, no no church of the wild sort of thing, the, the line is like human beings in a mind. What's a mind to a king? What's a king to a guy? What's a guy to a non-believer? Who don't believe in Who's the non-believer? Is that Mechagodzilla? Mechagodzilla. De- oh, mm. he is the definition of atheism. Yeah. A creature of <laughs> science? Yeah, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's right there. Yeah. Mecha- atheism. Mechagodzilla. Right thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's those two movies broken down, yeah. analyzed to the fullest extent that we could yeah. stay on track for. I don't feel like we discussed King Caesar enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Why haven't Little Caesars really like got into King Caesar? <laughs> Ooh, Little Caesars, terrible pizza. <laughs> oh, they have the worst pizza. Mm. I uh, awful. Never had it. Sorry. You know, yeah. But if Godzilla is uh, sponsoring it, it's the best pizza. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so I don't know if either of you. I think you listen to one of our podcasts, Stephen. But um, I just, I just do a few. They're very good. Thanks, J- Justin. Have you have you checked us out yet? I have indeed. Oh, okay. Then I don't really have to go over. So we, we, we go by the Ebert 4 out of 4 scale. We will first go thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, so where would you guys stand King Kong versus Godzilla? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up yeah, for me. Thum- thumbs up with a caveat for racism. Yes. That, I mean... If, There's as, a warning that'll play before the movie starts. As you know, we're like doing the Ebert TV. books, I think we have to do that multiple times because yeah. he does a lot of old movies and a lot of old Hollywood movies and as great as old Hollywood is, I like I enjoy a lot of the movies. We have to get through a lot of racism, a lot of sexism. Yeah. But whatever. It sucked. And it still sucks. Um, okay, out of four, Justin, how would you rate King Kong versus Godzilla? Mm, three out of four. Uh, Steven. I, I, two and a half or three. Ah, uh, there's no halves in Ebert's world. I'd, no, yeah, no, but... Ebert does half. So yeah, does he does half. Halves? Yeah, yeah. I've been on his website. Maybe I'll give it say... two and a half. That seems so low, though. That's like it right does. That's, that's why the four point scale is bad. Yeah, four point scale is bad. I agree. So two and a half is closest to six out of five. Six out of ten, or three out of five. Four balloons out of four. I'm going to use the rating scale from. <laughs> And I've just forgot oh, forgot what the movie was called. So that ruined that. All that jazz. The rain's from all that jazz. Oh, oh, I love all that jazz. Such a good movie. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go two and a half out of four as well. Um, so now Kong versus Godzilla. Thumbs up for me. Justin, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Steven? Uh, my thumb is up. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I, I think I'd also go two and a half out of four. It's yeah, good. Not great. Um, could have wished for more, but happy with what I got. So you're yeah. two and a half out of four as well on this one, Stephen. Yeah. And Justin. Uh, two and a half out of four. Okay. Um. All right. So that will wrap up the show itself. Oh, I did want to quickly uh talk about uh favorite like what's your favorite of the series or the one you'd recommend to 
someone as their first Godzilla movie, or at least after the Gojira one. That's not yeah, not the first one. Yeah, what would you, what would you guys go with? Uh, I would probably recommend. Hmm, it depends who I'm recommending it for. That's fair. I'm like very specific about that kind of stuff because if it's someone who I feel is open to you know weirdness and has kind of boxed in Godzilla as being a specific thing like defined by the legendary films I think I'd probably say oh check out Godzilla versus the smog monster because mm-hmm. that yes. has a lot of stuff that kind of involves Godzilla um, other than that oh that's tough how about what would you do Steve I I just gonna recommend Hedera to anyone because I think that movie is because yeah. it was so despised at the time oh, um, and got him banned it. from Godzilla and it's it's such a cool movie it's like this it's like if Sendin Suzuki made a Godzilla movie and if that doesn't sell it for you I don't know what will <laughs> um but like I don't know for some people maybe just say watch Invasion of the Astro Monster like it's so bizarre you'll enjoy it oh, that so one's I would really probably fun recommend uh Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla the 1974 one is pretty fun yeah that's the one with like the monkey face people yeah um yeah and that has like spy shenanigans my favorite King Caesar, obviously, Anguirus, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. I swear to God, if I wake up tomorrow and Justin's uh, letterbox profile is King Caesar with glasses drawn on him. I'm not a fan of King Caesar. I think he's a giant loser. So. <laughs> but it's a fun word to say. It's Just fun to say, it and is. I love how much of a loser he is. Okay. It's like a shaggy dog joke, his existence. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think I always go with Mothra versus Godzilla as the next one to recommend. It's towards the beginning of the series it's still sort of studying up the world and it's got mothra which is a staple i think it's got Actually, the you know what i would recommend godzilla mothra and king Ghidorah, giant monster all out attack yeah i, I, I want to agree with you but i feel like that like you've just got to be for that film to work properly it's like i just want to see loads of kaijus fighting and then it really works maybe it'd be too much i don't know maybe i'm wrong or, or people are going to be like are all the other movies like this and you're like no <laughs> no this is the only one uh, honestly like I would do that, except for the fact that it works so well that you're when you're watching the movie, you're like, wait, Ghidorah is a good guy? Oh, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> if anyone listening to that has, like, that, that shocks them, they're like, no, and they've made it two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Then... Um, but I, I, I think... Wait, that, a like, king is a good guy? No. I think you've got to, like... Um, have sort of a history of him always being the bad guy for that to yeah. sort of work as well as it does but yeah <laughs> so don't watch it until you've watched the 24 that have come before it <laughs> and then you will love it it's so yeah. good yeah so of good. course um okay so i want to just do a quick transition out on what we've watched this past week uh justin i don't think i ever realized how much you watch in a week until i checked your letterbox yesterday and was like oh my god he watches like five movies a day jesus christ Mm-hmm. so i don't it's think fun. i don't think we have Movie time related to... stuff is my full-time job yes yeah, true um i don't think we have time to go everything but if you have any like main things to shout out that you watched this week well i would like to highlight the filmography of the french director edmund greville who is never talked about he was kind of edgar g Ulmerish or, or uh joseph uh h lewis the guy who did gun crazy like very visual dynamic oh, gun crazy is awesome yeah, so I would recommend his filmography. What did I watch uh, that is easily accessible? Oh, Noose is a British film that he made. It's kind of like Orson Wellesian, His Girl Friday, super dark material treated very uh, lightly but energetic. You can find it on like YouTube. It's on archive.org. And then listen to the episode I did on the subject on the Important Cinema Club. Nice. Good plug there. Um, 
Stephen, do you have any cool things to talk about that you watched this week? Um, yeah, I, I watched My Winnipeg this morning, which if you're not um, a Guy Madden fan, then just anything that Guy Madden has ever done. Um, and, you know, as, as mentioned earlier, there is a Guy Madden film which includes Godzilla. If you see The Green Fog, which is like... It's oh, Green Fog is such a cool movie. It's like a, a remaking of Vertigo using films set in San Francisco. Mm. Um, and one of those films is Godzilla. So um, the 2014 one. Um, so yeah, My Winnipeg, which is like a documentary about the town where he grew up in, but it's entirely like fictionalized and like almost like surrealist nonsense to kind of like capture that idea that you cannot go back to the town that you grew up in, that it is more of like a fictional construct of that place. Mm-hmm. Very bizarre movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, I watched um, Obiashi's last film, um, Labyrinth of Cinema, which I just loved so much. And most people have only seen House or Houseu um, from 1977, which is just a phenomenal movie. Um, and Obiashi, we lost him last year, tragically. Um, and he made two last films. He made Hanagatami um, and thought he was going to die. Um, because he was struggling with cancer at the time, and then pulled through that bit to make Labyrinth of Cinema, which is his, his final kind of like... It's, 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 it's an essay on cinema and how we should represent conflict and how um, war can be dealt with in films. And it's just this... If you've seen How Sue, he just makes utterly bizarre, postmodern, strange movies, like nothing you've ever seen. It is wonderful in every yeah. way. It's so long, so wonderful. So yeah, Labyrinth of Cinema, check it out. Like the last work by one of the most unique voices in film. If you like Obayashi, you'll love Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. That is yeah, very no, totally. true. Yeah, 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 and and I love both, but I think that is that is the connection there. Um, I watched uh, Haosu in a movie club a few weeks ago, cool. and there was a five star, a four and a half, a four, a three and a half, five three stars, or no, sorry, three three stars, a two, and a one star. So. It's the kind of movie that I like. It's the kind of movie that I like that splits opinion in that way. Yeah. And doesn't do it by being like controversially racist or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. I I hate it when people are like, it makes you think and it's like, no, it's about a Nazi. So, okay. Um, If it makes you think, that's uh, something we have to talk about. (laughs) Uh, So I watched uh, five movies this week. I watched um, News from Home uh, by Chantal Ackerman. Um, and when I was scrolling Ooh. through reviews, I saw that all Justin's review was was just linking to his podcast. And I listened yeah. to their Agnes Varda episode, which slapped. It was great. Um, and the episode. Oh, you mean Chantal Ackerman? Yeah. Oh, did I say Take Agnes Varda? Varda? Yeah. Take it again. No one will know. Take two. <laughs> uh, no. <Mickey> Obvi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, I'm not the best at speaking, which is why I don't have many fans on a podcast. But um, so. I, I, I loved your guys' discussion on it, and the episode before that that you did, um, that that was like three or four years ago. That was a while ago. And the episode before that was your Bollywood episode, and I had watched Om Shanti Om recently. So that, I was like, perfect timing. Um, and then I watched Vagabond, which is why I... Yay! So I, I looked through your guys' lists of movies that I haven't seen that you guys rated highly, and you guys... The one movie you guys both had at a five out of five on Letterboxd that I hadn't seen that was on my watch list was Vagabond, so I watched Vagabond. Um, so I'm assuming you guys are big fans of that movie. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Agnes Varda is just is my favorite filmmaker of all time um, by some margin, and Vagabond is one of her best films. Mm-hmm. Justin, I agree. Vagabond is excellent. It's very sad. I was yes. yeah. I was a little worried because I don't know how you guys feel about uh, the Into the Wild movie that came out. Mm. but I kind of detest that movie for how it portrays yes. the character and was afraid it would be like, oh, look at this person on their own being awesome and, 
even though they die it was like this great adventure yeah. and vagabond was like no this is more of a societal idea and it was very intimate personal journey and it was handled a lot better so i are yeah, you i feel i feel i feel exactly the same i have the same reaction to both of those films okay um, good. and yeah that, that 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 is why i like that so much it it keeps an eye on wider social issues but just also how it challenges your empathy at the beginning um by you know what's going to happen the whole way through and it, it is such an unvarnished portrait of a person who has like who has problems is unlikable in very serious ways but it's like no this is a person you're going to feel bad for her because you know what's going to happen to her of the inevitability of how society treats some people yeah agnes Varda is the best I love how passionate Steven is about this. Uh, completely switching gears, though, the other movie I watched that you both seem to like a lot was In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. Hey! Great. One of the best Lovecraft movies mm. ever. Mm. That movie was so scary, honestly. It started <laughs> off the first like hour. I was like, oh, this movie's... I'm so scared. What if I enjoy a movie as much as Sam Neill does at the end of it? <laughs> laughing up a storm, just having a blast. Well, okay. I don't, I don't know if you saw my Letterboxd review on it, but... Um, I opened up Twitter as soon as the movie was over and the first tweet was like, just thinking about how great In the Mouth of Madness is. And I was like, oh God, I'm in the movie now. <laughs> I think that the one missed opportunity is that the poster of the film isn't the poster in the movie. Because yeah, that would be great. That's if true. If it was like that meta touch. <sighs> Movie's pretty damn meta though. Yeah. It's but a, it's a good movie. Good yeah. movie. I loved how it started pretty like silly and like funny and enjoyable and like, sort of kooky and then it slowly just evolved into like this existential horror that was like completely encompassing it's fantastic um john carpenter is the best so you know uh i watched nicholas ray's johnny guitar in my movie club this week uh great movie top five if not the best western ever made uh, and then the last movie i watched was a movie called dilce which is uh, another bollywood movie justin have you seen dilce no, I don't think so. Yeah, you didn't cover it on your episode, which made me sad because I've been excited to watch it. And this is a movie that goes so strong on these like radical ideas, but then sometimes is like, oh, we're a Bollywood romance movie. And I kind of struggled with it, but I think by the end, it was one of the best movies I think I'd seen all year. Mm. Um, so I I'd highly recommend it. I, I think it's just incredible. We've been... Uh... Uh, musing over doing a Shah Rukh Khan episode, so we'll probably get to it then. Please um, do. Oh, uh, uh, so Stephen, if you're not a sports fan, do you follow cricket at all? Uh, my parents do. Does that help? <laughs> no. Are you going to talk about the other Shah Rukh Khan cricket film? <laughs> Wait, he he didn't. Did he make a cricket film? I know Amir Khan made a cricket film. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Amir Khan. Yeah. Well, they're all called Khan, so including making a really bad Forrest Gump movie called My Name Is Khan, but. That's a, I was about to say they're really bad Forrest Gump movie called Forrest Gump, and I was going to like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, hey. That is probably my least favorite movie of all time. But okay, there are many worse movies, but that's a, still a good take. Least favorite is okay, very specific there. Um, but yeah, Dilsey is great. But like, pre-teased into one of the actors is the owner of my favorite Indian Premier League team in cricket, and so I had known her a long time as like this sports executive and was a huge fan of hers. But like seeing her act, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool um yes yeah, so that finally executives get to be on the big screen well okay it, it's it's kind of the opposite because like they were famous actors and then when the ipl came out a few years ago they were like like Shah Rukh khan owns a team Preeti Zinta owns a team all these like famous actors like picked up teams so it's weird but you know money will do that <clears throat> so that'll be all of us for this week uh i i want to shout out sort of plug 
Justin at the Important Cinema Club. Go watch, go listen to his episodes. They're great. I listened to his Tony Scott episode that came out earlier this week. And um, Will is so wrong. Tony Scott's the best. And boo. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Tony Scott movies. Um, I like Tony Scott. Yeah, I like Tony Scott. But I, I, I thought it was funny where... Uh, you had a letter that was sort of about the Bollywood episode that I just listened to, but it was like three years before. Yeah, that's what happens when we do a podcast for like five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> Is that some stuff that we mentioned? It'll happen. Yeah, and you're also part of the podcast, the No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast, which it's an interesting take. Yep. Um, we have we pick movies that are considered bad, and we all have to say one thing that we like about them. Is Is there an episode on Godzilla Final Wars? No, because that's a great movie. You would never oh, sorry. Okay. on that show. Is there an episode on Godzilla's Revenge? No, but there could be a Godzilla's Revenge episode. There that we would be go. Good. It's very short, too, which uh, my podcast co-host and me are very big fans of. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then on Stephen Gillespie's side, the I've Never Seen podcast, which I've been enjoying because you guys have done two of my top five favorite movies of all time, which are Harakiri and Tokyo Story. Oh, good taste. <sighs> what... What movies? Those and are the Godzilla best. Final Wars. I love that movie. <laughs> See, now you agree with me. <laughs> um, and uh, what's your co-host name? It's Albert, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he uh, had an interesting opinion on the Samurai in your episode with the Harakiri yeah. one. Um, so go check that out. That was that was an interesting listen to. I don't think he was wrong, but I don't agree with him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I mean, I'm not hugely hot on that movie, and I'm but I'm not as cold on it as he is. But it's it's an it's an interesting opinion. It's better than his opinions on audition and um, La Bonheur, which he's wrong on. What does he not like them? I'm not a fan of audition. Like oh, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Me and Steve are gonna go sit on uh, this side of the room. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That movie just grossed me out so much, and I need mm. to, I need to rewatch it and give it Success. like a really good critical thought. Because I haven't seen it since like maybe tenth grade, eleventh grade. Tenth grade. Yeah, not the best time to watch that. Yeah. Um, I was just like, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen, and I, yeah. I I need to reconstruct it through a critical lens. But as it stands now, in my heart of hearts, not a fan. If you watch it again, I think you'd probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you would. It's 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 a very clever film. Um, when I look back and think about what it's doing, I can see where it's going with it, but. Yeah. Um, he's also part of the Nasty Pals podcast, uh, and you have a blog called Assorted Opinions, um, so I would recommend that. Wait, 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 Nasty Pals? What yeah, is this um, podcast about? Uh, we talk about the video nasties, um, and we are going oh, through them okay. one at a time. I was hoping um, it was even more nastier than that. <laughs> well, you know, it gets, gets a bit nasty. Talking about nasty, I always try to, with, when I watch a movie, I try to like look up like podcast episodes like about the movie I just watched, and when I searched Dilsey into the podcast player, the first one that came up was like, dildo orgy podcast so that was a whole thing and i was like yeah i'm not gonna get a dilsey podcast to listen to now (laughs) that was a bummer so anyway that is what we've got uh so generally we end the episodes by saying roger out because we're weird Uh, I think you mean great guys or great uh, podcasters. It's just such a silly way to do it, but it, it, it fits the general term of like... But how are you not doing The Balcony is Closed? That's... All right, here's, here's how we're going to end it instead. We're going to say Hail King Caesar. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All, right. All Hail King Caesar. That's good. Hail be. King Caesar. Hail King Caesar. Perfect. Godzilla Final Wars rocks! <laughs> and when I go to the movies... 
I am that on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else. And that makes me a better person. That to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as all right, we all clicked record. Yep, we have. Your levels look okay. Yep, yeah, look no good. problems. They're not peaking, so it's all good. That's perfect. But I mean, if you do peak, I I can definitely fix that in post. Yeah. So we, we, it'll be oh, all good. A pro, a pro. <laughs> not <real. laughs> a compressor. Wow, the future is now. <laughs> Steven, you you don't have know how little of pros we are. Our podcast record daily listens after you did that doubled since our last time <laughs> and we've been recording for over a year we had 168 listens yesterday and our previous record was 70 oh, that's cool. so you guys are on a very amateur podcast today i hope that's not too much trouble i'm glad that's i'll bring what i'm used thunder. to that's why i feel at home yeah i mean is there such a thing as a pro podcast like if they're like we're in the studios i'm like i feel suspicious <laughs> i'm like what is this if they mention a studio it's it's, it's just too pro for me it's you know it's of the yeah. biz bourgeois yeah. podcasts no bourgeois like, podcasts for me when they say like friends of the pod yeah. that mm. one is always like oh <laughs> they're not your friend, you liars <laughs> <laughs> i actually know uh my co-host on the important cinema club he uh is on he appeared on talking simpsons a bunch of times and they're uh-huh. always like ah friends of the pod and i was like are they your friends he's like eh, they're <laughs> no i'm a friend of the pod like literally. yeah 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 they're friends they're friends how, how did will like that uh talking simpsons oh he, yeah he he enjoys it uh i think maybe yeah no problem he he loves to be on other people's podcasts be able to talk about stuff i mean obviously mm-hmm. i'm sitting there incredibly jealous because i'm like <laughs> oh man i want to be on talking simpsons i love the simpsons too <laughs> and he's been on like three times nice gosh all right well time for the intro perfect Maybe I'll just leave all this in. No, don't. No. <laughs> it's it's the, the most boring <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Oh, these podcast people are like, oh, I wish I was on a more popular podcast. <laughs> if only people would listen to me. I have opinions. Uh, honestly, I think all three of us are fine without too many people listening to us. But <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to other people. It's going to be fun. All right. 